0: ahoy there it's your old pal cowboy kevin thanks so much for checking out this episode of season four of the attitude Era podcast it is the much anticipated highly important Grounds Summer Slam 1997 Hey Just want you know That this show Is brought to you By our lovely backers Over at Patreon.com Forward slash AE podcast If you want to Support the show Get access to Over 50 episodes Of the Smackdown Crawl Over a dozen hours Of the Tech, Where we go Ridiculously in depth On bad wrestling books Or video episode series Gamesmanship Of which there's A new feature length Installment featuring Our very own Billy Keeble As well as things Like Q&A episodes Over 30 available commentary tracks on a ridiculous discount including our hot new spider-man sam raimi version that is commentary track all this and more available for a variety of tiers and a variety of backings at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast this show is 100 fan and listener supported so please if you can support this show and get access to a lot of audio goodies but for now it's time for summerslam 1997 Welcome to the Attitude Era Podcast. Season four, rolls down the line like a big old lonely train. However, once again, it's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin Mann, saddling up through 1997 and preluding the Attitude Era. Joined as I am always by my cohorts, comrades and colleagues, on this episode, that is not Ground Zero that I accidentally said it was going to be. That was a test, and
1: you all passed. I think we were looking at the in your house chronology we instead were. of the main pay per view chronology. Did, um,
2: did anyone correct
0: you on that, Kevin? A couple of people, or two. Uh,
1: couple, a couple
0: of, a uh, couple of, uh, what's the word?
2: Uh, eagle-eared listeners.
0: Eagle-eared listeners. A couple of everyday heroes. You know, that's it. They're right at the coal face, making sure that. I mean, in fairness, I would have been embarrassed if we accidentally skipped SummerSlam 1997. you yeah, imagine. (laughs) straight through to grade zero I did
1: see some speculation as up maybe maybe they're skipping it because Austin breaks their neck out of respect out of respect respect like skipped over the edge like
0: (laughs) and as we pour one out for the Texas rattlesnake (laughs) I'm joined of course by my cohorts comrades and colleagues First, to my left, he's got a cup of coffee and he's got
2: some magazine covers. It's Adam Bibelow. Hey there, Kevin. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, Things have been pretty well lately. If people have been following us on Patreon, me and Billy did a WWE adventure recently and I've been riding a high off of that ever since.
0: Well, you mean like an actual physical high because the two of you look like you had possibly the most intense cardio I've ever did see, Mike.
2: Well, not to spoil anything, but Billy did get us a can of Rockstar energy in the video and I think that might have something to do with why I'm still so giddy, like... It
0: felt like you two guys got red and exhausted and Wii games are not meant to be played in this length of time. You're doing the Lord's work here. Thank you. It's
2: important work. <laughs>
0: it is. Just, just
1: <laughs> you wait until part two if you think we look tired by the end of that one. Now. Yeah, seriously. After that you have to run the Skullbuster as well, don't forget.
0: <laughs> and to my right, the baddest man on the planet, the iconic Billy Kay. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm pretty good. How, how are you getting on with a 1997? Are you looking forward to some SummerSlam?
1: I, I am looking forward to SummerSlam, but it's a somewhat bitter, bittersweet pay-per-view. Because this is, of course, the last pay-per-view. You know, our beloved Princess Lady Diana would have watched before she passed away. Oh So no. th- this is the the last pay-per-view on the timeline that where Lady Diana would have watched it. You know, she Bullock. would have been watching this a couple couple of weeks later. She she would no longer be with us, the People's Princess.
0: And of course, you know, people do not realise. You know, if she was on character at the time, you know, Stephanie was good to go with a yeah. with the speech. You know, in
1: 1993.
0: <laughs> the US government pursued my father down the highway of an illegal investigation (laughs) it's basically the same thing so the US and Canada are engaged in what has been described as a friendly rivalry, a friendly rivalry that involves calling one country an out of control hellhole with no healthcare gun violence and racism and the other one's Canada it's Summerslam 1997 in a
3: perfect world There would be no villains, no conspicuous manifestations of hate. Athletic excellence would be applauded. Sportsmanship would be the rule. Our heroes would remain heroes forever. If life were fair, then this legend would be lauded in his pursuit of an historic 5th World Wrestling Federation Championship. Instead, he's a fallen idol, America's public enemy number one. The respect abandoned, the legacy bludgeoned and spat upon by a society he feels condones defiance and perpetuates hate. If life were fair, then this mighty champion, this survivor of deception and conqueror of all earthly hells would surely revel in the championship spotlight. The bright lights wouldn't singe his aura, illuminating a dark, horrifying secret from a distant past. And if life were fair, then this man might still be champion, dancing, flying, showcasing his extraordinary talents to legions of fans. He wouldn't be an athlete betrayed by an unwilling knee, a man surrendering a boyhood dream to search for the lost smile of youth. Is it fair that tonight, even in victory, this champion will be haunted by personal demons whose voices cry out from the dark, is it fair that tonight this man may rewrite history, yet still incur the wrath of a hostile and unappreciative nation? And is it fair that tonight's special referee is a despised enemy of the challenger? Will vengeance flow ruinous from his biased heart, ensuring that tonight will be the last night Bret Hart ever wrestles in this country again? Life isn't fair, but whoever said it wouldn't?
0: The Silent National Anthem at the
2: start of this gave me the fucking chills. Mm. I was expecting an angle almost, because it was so eerie, like... it not like he was at a funeral or something. Is that just me? I don't know. They take it seriously, because I, I went to see
1: one of the New York Baseball teams live in New York, and like, was that? The, the New York the New York Sluggers, or I can't, Sluggers, I, I, or... can't, I, can't I, I can't remember. It might have been the Mets or the Knicks. I don't know. The Brooklyn but, Balls. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was them. And and th- when they did the national anthem at the start, like everyone was like looking at us as these English kids. Like, oh, we have to stand up as well for your national anthem. Oh, and we have to take our hats off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you to take your chew like, out of your mouth. Literally, people were, like, glaring at us because we weren't <laughs> doing it. They take it very seriously. And this was, what, when you were in America? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I
0: like they came to do baseball or something No, no, no. I mean, and then I mean, they I mean, were I mean, like, come I mean, on, No, we went, we,
1: went to, we went to a game, and it
2: was the dullest fucking game in the world. <laughs> like, so there you
0: go. If Billy Keebles at your baseball game, he will be working heel. Uh, <laughs> just bear that in mind.
2: Have they ever started a wrestling show in England with God Save the Queen? Have you ever been to a show that did that? I mean, never. I've I've Never, that being ever. said, from from
0: I mean, compared to back home in Ireland, where anyone gives us a fucking excuse, we'll we'll we we'll rattle out the old war song, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give a bit of shit Athena fall any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, Notoriously reticent here in the UK to to play the contentious national anthem. I don't think I've heard it in public once since I've moved to this country. That's because
1: like we're the only nation who legit don't know the words. Nope like I couldn't tell I, could, I couldn't I tell you the first line of uh, our look, national anthem I'll, so I'll tell you what
0: the, the, the words are it's hull, hull, hull.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then <"Ba-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na." laughs> I was just trying to think about our national anthem to see if I can get the lyrics and I was, like, the, the words started coming into my head like God save our, our queen, queen. <laughs> I don't oh, oh, no, we go, go. Uh, the best thing is your 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 national anthem
0: is kind of meandering and dull and that's the type of one that I have a bit of a no Oh, get them irish out of here let me tell you about that queen of yours like you know so ours is basically the world's greatest diss track essentially is what yeah. it is so yeah we didn't have farmer's daughter obviously because it's not the canadian national anthem no. i just felt like canada gave us a little bit of culture and america was all about fucking serious business here tonight
2: Deberance, like
0: so u.s and canada at each other's ears the national anthem of course plays quite heavily in this. Adam, have you been seeing any of the raws? I saw a
2: couple of them between the two shows. Yeah.
0: And so I want to tell folks about uh, the, the geography of these shows that we've been having.
2: There's been a lot of back and forth between Canada and the USA, right? Like yes. we had Nova Scotia one week and then immediately back over the border again. Like they went alternating
0: weeks, live every week. They went like Halifax, then they went like to fucking Texas, then they went back. You know, they went up and down. They did Canada twice and America twice between this show and the last show.
2: Now, when they book these. Like tours and they book the raw arenas. They must do it months and months and months in advance, right? Yes. This has got to be predetermined. Is this is just good fortune that this is lined up with this storyline? I think like...
0: they they had planned in advance. This is where they were really? going. Really, like... they were
2: planning that far ahead. Like...
0: If it we knew that it was going to be necessarily a you know Bret Hart Hart Foundation thing, or if it's just going to be U.S. versus Canada, but in some
2: form. Like... I
0: think there is a good element of good fortune here, if that's mm. what we're all wondering about. What I like most is that every time you opened one show in Canada, they'd be. Be like it's not like last week when we were in america and the american fans were you know cheering for the goodies and booing the baddies here it's going to be different and then after they're in canada they'd be like last week you had to see maniacal rabid canadian fans <laughs> and they'll cut to well i think Bret hart's one of the best wrestlers in the industry you know and he just wants a bit of respect Oh, the
2: Canadian, the Canadian
0: fans, almost out of control. You know, we respect the American wrestlers coming down here. We just don't want them to say that they're the best, is all. You know, fucking
2: disgusting, unbelievable <laughs> disrespect.
0: We start things off with. <laughs> they're not talking about Scatman's world. They're talking about a hypothetical perfect world here. Mm. But same Which
2: Scatman's in- world would be? Let's all be honest. So, but- in a Scatman's world, would there also be no villains? <laughs> There'd be no colours, there'd be no pollution, there'd be no politics, no more prima donnas. Like, Scatman's world, I think, encompasses a lot of values of the wrestling world.
0: Did anyone else get the, like, WrestleMania 13 vibe to this, where it's like, it's supposed to be like this, Mm. but
1: instead it's like that. Yeah, a lot of talk of fairness, you know. Life is unfair.
0: This perfect world where there would be no villains. Just so you know, with this fucking perfect world, right, no Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin alleged perfect world, no Catwoman, any iteration, alleged perfect Mm -hmm. world. I don't know. I think villains are very important. They make the world go round.
2: Jared Leto is the Joker, mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had Brett being described as a
2: fallen idol who sees his legacy bludgeoned. Yeah, the narrator is taking the stance that, like, in a perfect world, Brett would be the hero because he's a fucking hero. Yeah. But, like, all you nasty fans have made this an unideal situation for poor old Brett. Look. In a perfect
0: world, Kane would just be dead and you wouldn't be giving The Undertaker <laughs> such a hard time about it.
2: it
1: it's, it's, it's weird because like, they're they really trying to have their cake and eat it in regards <laughs> to what the promo's telling us and then what that actually they're telling in in ring, the story they're trying to they're not in ring, they're not t- trying to tell us, you know... Brett's not a bad guy. It's Mm -hmm. not quite the delicate ballet and balancing
0: after making it out here. You certainly can look at this broad strokes and kind of go, "Oh yeah, no, they are good guys and bad guys." But like when the Canadians are in Canada, they work face. When they're in America, they work heel. Yeah, it's
2: assholes in America. Yeah, Uh, the the
0: description of Shawn Michaels here. If life were fair, Shawn Michaels would still be champion. Except he finds himself tormented and betrayed by an unwilling knee. unwilling knee. <laughs> it's like his knee's done it on purpose. Like. <laughs> yeah, right? Sean. I got some news for you. That's not your left knee. It's a buddy of mine. <laughs> you know, high five and the tendon line, you know, just coming out there. I was a bit taken aback by this. I'm not going to lie. It was over the top. It was ridiculous. I fucking loved it. Life isn't fair, yeah, but...
2: Whoever said it would be.
0: (laughs) Seriously though, we're in the middle of these storylines. We're not like at the conclusion Mm, of anything. You know, Brett and Undertaker are main event. It's literally just Brett's challenging for the belt next Mm pay-per-view. That's the story. Undertaker only appeared on Raw like twice, very, very briefly. All these storylines have just been kind of pulled out for the matches. Like Austin's main feud isn't really with Owen Hart. It's with Brett still technically. Shawn Michaels' main feud is with Brett. There's a lot of people who aren't having their final say here, even though it's a big show. Heart
2: and soul! What a fucking name for a pay-per-view theme! Oh, and the poster as well. Did you see the poster for this, Billy? That is fucking classy as hell.
0: I like the idea of
1: The Undertaker
0: being a big gas. Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah. big gas rolling down the line. He's He's like a gin. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: the smoke monster from last yeah. like you know I, I really want to see purple smoke monster Undertaker work out the you know, Saudi you know against uh, <laughs> against Goldberg like
2: maybe make Goldberg into a cyborg or something like that you know before we dive into the heart and soul of the pay per view here should we take a look at some magazine covers for the month gentlemen oh, the heart on. and soul of physical media we've got here WWF magazine with a big grey sad Mark Miro with Sable in front of him with oh, some no. sassy she's looking over her sunglasses as if to say Bruce <laughs> Look at the size of Mark Merrow. He's massive. That's, he dwarfs her. To put over how sad he is because the face is so big and so sad. He, his face is so big on this cover right up close to That's
0: borderline Vor way he's... Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's going to hoover her see, up.
1: See, see, it's, the picture is just making me a little frightened because it's just making me think of the moon from Majora's Mask with Mark Merrow's
4: face. <laughs> it's TKO time in three days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, it says, Trouble in the jungle. Is Sable looking to leave the wild man behind? Yeah, she most definitely is. Absolutely, yes. I right. feel
0: bad for Mark Merrow. The storyline's advancing. He's not even
2: on TV. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, over on WWF Raw for the mature fan, oh. we got... A big, angry Stone Cold, very sweaty, very intense, and it says, You want it, son? Well, here it is, in your beep face. My top
0: ten dirtiest swear words.
2: (laughs) (laughs) An exclusive interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, like so... If you want to see the dirty man talk some dirty words get yourself a copy of Raw magazine.
0: God, you gotta think Mark Marrow right there and now you're, you know, you're, you're a bit worried about
2: what's going on. I, I like to think that he's not actually worried about that at all. Like, it's not occurred to him that Sable's looking to leave him behind and the first inkling he gets is seeing <laughs> yeah. that big sad grey face. Yeah, and he's like... just reading the Raw
1: magazine at the breakfast table. Is everything okay Rainer?
2: Like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the facial expression doesn't look like he's like posed for camera for it. It's like someone's Walked up over the camera and said, hey, Mark, what? What do you think about Sable wanting to leave you? What? <laughs> it's bad. I mean, to quote Randy Savage,
0: when he was you know, once giving advice to fellow wrestlers, and he's like, I once did an angle with my wife. Oh, yeah? How did that go? I ain't got no wife anymore, <laughs> You see it now in 2019 with Rusev and Lana. Mm. You know, WWE, particularly bad. I think wrestling as a whole is bad, but WWE and Vince McMahon, he loves these relationships playing out. Obviously, Brett and Sean is a type of a relationship yeah. that's been tweaked and poked here. Mark Merrow and Sable, they're being needled by this shit right now. Absolutely. You've got a little fucking tabloid shit going on here. It's ridiculous. The announcers introduce us to the show, stood up
2: at attention, being respectful. They look really formal because they're all in tuxes. There's no, I think JR has a cowboy hat, but the other two aren't pissing around this time. Like, yeah. It's all serious business. Heart and soul. We're here for heart and soul family values exactly we start things off triple
0: h taking on mankind this time in a cage so god how many times these guys wrestled on this fucking series so far Yeah, but honestly, I'm actually enjoying it. I think the progression
2: has been good. Like, building up to a cage match, that's natural. I think they're doing a good job of this rivalry. We've
1: not done it bad yet. All the matches have been been entertaining so far. Yeah, always
2: delivered. Before we
0: get into, obviously, the big character story developments with Mick Foley, not sure if I've mentioned it, but it was very, very evident here. And we have spent a long time, particularly in the first season of this and also in the earliest episodes of the SmackDown Crawl over on Patreon, Talking about how, you know, it's a very common hell belief, Triple H owes a debt of gratitude to Mick Foley for getting him over to be the top-level bad guy in the year 2000, mm-hmm. cementing him as a real tough customer, and also, as well, I guess, Stephanie, to an extent, to them as being a heel yeah. act. And, oh, Mick Foley owes him a lot, and we all feel that Mick Foley doesn't get his fair credit from Triple H. However, how important is Triple H? Is just kind of a in the middle of the road bad
2: guy when you think about it he's not a main event baddie here nothing special everything he's doing here is for mankind and Mick Foley's benefit yep Mm. one of the people I think we've seen since the start of season 4 like we've seen their star begin to skyrocket is Mick Foley and I think so much of that is down to Triple H it's Triple H and JR I think Mm. have got Mick Foley so over with the crowd so, Mankind
0: is in this match, he is technically a tag team champion, not coming out with a belt, because the official co-holder of the tag team championships, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, is not Mankind. Have mercy, it's only dude love. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, do you know anything about how Mankind turned into the loved one?
1: <laughs> how he dude
0: the dude. How
2: he, dude. how he dude it up. Do you know much about this, Billy? How no. it came about? no. This relates to, we've talked about it on our previous episode, when Steve Austin needed to find himself a tag team partner yeah. to defend his belts with. Mick would come out every week with a little shitty sign saying, Pick me, Steve. And Stone Cold was not having any of it. The day finally comes where Austin has to defend his belts and he hasn't got a partner. He's in the ring fighting Davy and Owen, I think it is. Yeah. He's fighting Davey and Owen by himself and he's getting beaten up. And then like you just see it cuts backstage to a pair of white boots and like this... <laughs> and it's like, oh my ladies and gentlemen, someone's coming up cut to break. I mean like, what was that? Then it comes back and it is its fucking dude love comes out like,
4: huh? <laughs> and
2: everyone's still, like, Jr. is having to fill in all the blanks. Like, yeah. you see when he was a kid. Like, <laughs> I know the I know the story of this guy. He jumped off the roof of his house. I know all about Dude Love and Stone Cold's face as well, selling it with like the Who the hell is this jacket
0: <laughs> And it's so brilliant because this is peak serious Steve Austin. He's still kind of a bad guy in a lot of senses. You know, him and Dude Love, who's the goofiest, over the top good guy ever, and how much of a 180 is this for mankind coming out dressed like a miserable old shite Mm -hmm. now he's the most colorful looking
2: thing on Mm, earth the happiest music like
0: now what i didn't know about this is that the whole pitch for dude love it actually came like they almost made it was going to be a heel turn like he kept asking steve let me be your partner he'd wear a sign saying pick me steve you have an austin 316 shirt and uh, austin said right fan you want to be my partner you can be my partner And he shook his hand and then he gave him the stunner and he went, I ain't never gonna be your partner because you're a long hair freak, you sorry piece of trash. (laughs) And when he did it, JR literally went, No! Damn him! No! Like he was really upset
2: for Mick. He, I love. JL's relationship with Mick has grown, and he cares so much about Mick at this point now. Like,
0: but they made out like Mick Foley was going to become this darker character. He like mm. grabbed the mic and he's like, "You've done it now, Steve. You're going to do something that's going to change me forever. Mankind will never be the same again. The World Wrestling Federation will never be the same again." They're like, "Oh my God, what's going to happen?" And Vince would be asking him, and he would, wouldn't even look in the camera. He'd throw the camera out of they his face. They built it up like with the music underneath, like
5: eating rats or something like that. Something really scary's coming.
0: But no, instead he's this strange hippie who's also a disco guy and it's so confused.
2: That's what I love about it, is it doesn't make any sense. It makes about as much sense as mankind does on the surface, yeah. Yeah. Like, which is what's so perfect about it. Now, at the start
0: of this match, alarm bells went out for me because the man just casually mentioned Governor Christie, and I was like, yeah. Governor Chris Christie? Yeah. And I was like, excuse me, former Rogues Gallery member who we talked about. I think it was a WrestleMania 28 or
1: 29.
2: It we was had one sh- of those ones
1: in season. was we talking about that bridge gate. Yeah, yeah. we,
0: we had to bring that up. Now Billy said to me before we watched this, he's like, "Oh, keep your eyes out. We got a, a shady politician." I thought it was a repeat offender, no. but no,
1: this is a, a different person entirely. Billy, yes, Christine Whitman. Let's just say she has a B in her bonnet about a certain group of people.
0: Is it the people trying to tax wrestling and make it less fun for New Jersey Billy, well, that is. They're,
1: they're one, but there's a there's a bigger a bigger group oh who, uh, <laughs> who oh she, it doesn't seem to care for that much. Oh that's <laughs> that's I, I will tell you right now, I don't know what it
0: is. Yeah, no, right. Me neither. And the fact that later on Vince McMahon is like, this woman will be president of the United States. Oh. And like, I listened to Jay Orr's review of this show a couple of days ago. And he's like whatever happened to her? How come she didn't go further in politics, man? I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Something bad well, the coming thing, the you. The, well,
1: I'll say, the things that I'm going to discuss about her later happened before this. So it ah. had, so these things had no bearing. Wow,
0: okay. <laughs> you got to live that freedom of information, baby. Hey, you got to love that big Duplo cage as well. There yeah. it is.
2: The big blue bars. I
0: don't think there's anything in wrestling that I think is like visually as appealing, but also is physically as demanding as that horribly heavy
2: blue cage. Yeah. Mm. A lot of good memories in that blue cage. I, I think I had a little toy blue cage when I was very, very little, Ooh. like from a car boot sale or something. And what I do love about this is that they make it very clear at the start of the match, it's escape only. Clear, way to yeah. win, yeah. no pinfall, nothing like that. You've just got to escape the cage. Take note, Spider-Man 1, that's how it's done. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed King saying that the people of New Jersey are used to steal cages. The most used phrase here is, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's their first show in New Jersey in eight years. That's because of them taxes. Yeah, more on that in a bit. So,
0: yeah, obviously, endear yourselves to the Jersey Shore here, King. Good job. I do like that the only way to win this is by escape, and as soon as mankind goes to escape, King is like, what a coward! (laughs) (laughs) He's running away! China is probably more involved in this match than any match she's had on the pod so far. It feels yes. in this season at least,
2: which is absurd because it's a fucking cage match. <laughs> the whole point of it is to eliminate the interference. Yeah,
0: like. uh, uh, Vince and Jr. can't hide their disappointment that the stipulation doesn't work. Because like China straight away, like Foley goes for the mandible claw, she chokes him through the cage, mm-hmm. rendering the cage obsolete. And like, literally, JR's like, "Oh, I thought this stipulation meant that." There'll be less interference, but if anything, there's more. And Vince is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything can happen
2: to the World Wrestling Federation, I guess. And backstage, Sergeant Slaughter's like, if you make that cage about 12 times smaller and put it about 20 feet in the air <laughs> well, with China that's, that's inside That's six it. months away, that's though, ages oh. away. So
1: we've got a half year still of this. How <laughs> much of a pest is she going to be in the next six months? Whoa, are you
0: telling me over 20 years ago that they were still dealing with the China issue? <laughs> so, yeah, we get a top rope superplex. Sorry, not top rope, top of the cage. Ugly Fucking
2: scary shit It looks like Triple H's legs buckle underneath him When he's falling down It looks really hideous Yeah
0: Triple H ain't taking no top rope cage bums Fucking after this Fucking hell no It is interesting to see Triple H in this situation Where he is like kind of Filling out his bump card a lot quicker Than Mm -hmm. he, he usually would be He opts not to win the match When he has an opportunity to Instead wanting to inflict punishment on Foley even more And even though Triple H has not picked up many many wins He is still very much treated as a serious bad guy on commentary who's got a mean streak a mile long. Mick Foley has also got a mean streak a mile long as it it pertains to his own mental well-being and physical safety regarding the head. He's head first bouncing into this cage.
2: Several times.
0: Did it shock you to see that? I just come to expect it from Mick.
2: I expect it from Mick, but it did shock me because simply because it's the big blue thick yeah. steel bars. Like it's one thing smacking your head into a modern steel cage, but these ones, it's like there is no give in that.
0: It was oh, it was like a dozen times, yeah,
2: and like the pop got
0: smaller each time. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where the crowd had thought to themselves, "It has to be gimmicked, yeah, because he wouldn't be yeah. doing it otherwise." <laughs> like, can you believe he hit? You know, they managed to get this great sound out of this solid metal cage. China comes into stiff Mick again. And Triple H, when he's running the ropes on this thing, he actually manages to... Do you see? He ran into the cage. He almost like hit his elbow off it or something like yeah. that. He tried to run the ropes with ferocity. It did not work.
2: We get our grunt of the night in this match here. Ooh, he does? Very early on. Ooh. Triple H is about to do a suplex on Mick. And as he does it, it's like he's clearing his throat. He goes like... <laughs> 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 was this when someone got suplexed into the cage? That was the same spot, yeah. It's brilliant! Mick yeah. reverses that, I think, into a vertical suplex where Triple H leans against the cage. So he's like, like a
0: hanging tree of woe no. that Triple H ends up in. I absolutely loved it, it was very cool. I also got a back body drop into the cage, which was a disgusting yeah. fucking bump. And Triple H gets the test uh, WrestleMania 17 foot spot treatment here, where he gets his leg on the rope. But he manages yeah. to find his way out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that Eddie Guerrero and Tess would come in the future and you know help him out there, open it up for him. <laughs> help! Mankind
1: goes for the door, gets a concussion instead. Yes. Fucking hideous! The force that China slams the door on his head is incredible.
2: Who's at fault there? I feel like it's a little bit of both ends because I feel like Mick was in the wrong position. He should have had his elbow or his shoulder or something there to take the brunt of it. He would never cover his fucking face or his head, and I don't know
0: why. I re- it makes no difference. Does I mean it makes difference? That it'll help him, but it makes no difference yeah. to the theatricality mm, of no, the spotlight not as,
1: as well. China should have held onto it, held onto the door, so she uh, protected. Instead, she just fucking slams it. Let's go, let's it hit full force into him.
0: As hard as she can. Yeah. And she can go pretty she's very, very she's strong. strong. Yeah. yeah. It felt like Foley maybe thought that his head would go through one of the holes in the
1: cage
2: maybe? That's even sillier I think. <laughs> right on the temple though. Yeah, that horrid. is Mick
1: thinking though. <laughs> yeah. that, that'll be fine. I, my head will go through this. I'm a cartoon. This is
0: 20th fucking head bump in this one. Yeah. So you know he's taking this bump. You know Already his bell has been rung I'm convinced at this point. Whatever about Mick Foley who's taking this on the reg but China killed Jimmy Corderas. Oh Jesus mm.
1: Christ yeah. And Jimmy's not built for that line. No. You know?
0: uh-huh. <laughs> Do you want to know why it last was hair went as China threw him, <laughs> yeah, scalp first yeah. into the ring steps.
2: The pedigree gets reversed into a chair which China had brought in. That's a great sequence right there because what actually happens is the chair is on the floor, Triple H is gonna do a pedigree onto the chair. And meanwhile, China is climbing up the cage behind Mick. Mick flips up Triple H out of it and sends him into the cage, which hits China and she goes crashing to the floor as well. Like, very well coordinated.
0: There was a great frenzied feeling where you're like, China doesn't even know what she's going to do. And that was definitely emphasized by the fact that China at one point didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> because Foley goes up top. He does a double arm DDT onto the chair, big spot, goes up top. You think, oh shit, he's teasing that he's going to do the top rope elbow. China comes in starts dragging Triple H mm-hmm. then stops and starts swearing she thinks it's
1: the finish yep. and then she leaves what
0: he- the finish was that Foley was just going to like
1: leave. fall or leave <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah that kind of ruined it a little bit also, the fact that Mick Foley's doing a really cool spot and all they dude is talking about Superfly Jimmy Snooker. That did taint this spot a little bit. Like, like, look, the fans are chanting
2: Superfly,
0: Superfly.
2: No, they're not. So this is when he's at the top of the cage and he rips his shirt open, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you get what was going on here when that happened, Billy? Well, yeah, as any time Mick's going
1: up on the top of the cage, he's jumping off and he's hes always talked about, you know, seeing Superfly, MSG. But I mean so, specifically the shirt being oh, ripped Oh, the shirt open. being
2: ripped, No. Because I, I feel like that's the thing they tried, and it was a good idea, but it didn't land. It's meant to be that he's got like the dude love heart underneath, and it's like he can't get the job done as mankind. So then it's like, whoa, dude, love is here. And And he he becomes dude love. In that moment.
0: But instead, because he's sweated profusely so much underneath several layers, he opens it up and it just looks like he spells spaghetti sauce all over himself. And Vince just goes, whoa, dude, love. Why? I completely missed that.
2: Yeah, I didn't land. Uh,
0: Dude, love loves spaghetti sauce more than anyone (laughs) in the World Wrestling Federation, quite frankly. So yeah, he does a top rope elbow, It's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like the crowd are so on Mick Foley's side. And he was the most hated of hated heels. And he's the most beloved of beloved faces right now. And oddly, he then starts reclimbing, which does take away. Mm. I mean, if you could do the pin there, I can see, you know, doing that. Then one, two, three, that's a bigger reaction, isn't it? Then he does that. And then very gingerly makes his way out. China tries to pull out triple H. She can't do it faster than Mick can climb out. The, end of this as mankind lies out there his music
2: plays and
1: then it stops
2: and then the spirit of dude. Mm. The dude love music comes in, yeah. Very slowly he
1: starts tapping his foot. Oh, then...
2: I love I that. I love this, yeah. Did he transcend having a concussion here? Is that what happened? I, I think so. I think the power of the funk can bring him out of anything. Like, like if he
0: was hooked up to an ECG machine right now, it'd be going like deep, deep, and then it would start like doing like heart shapes yeah. like or something. <laughs> when the jazz man <laughs> just <justifies laughs>
2: I like it because I was like really ready to scoff because the, the camera is on Mick for Rage just his body is lying there, and it's like, ha ha ha. And I'm like, what is this? Is fucking weird. <laughs> Cut away. <laughs> and eventually you see his toe tapping along, and Vince is like, Oh my god, can it be? And he gets up and he's dancing. And I was fucking screaming. Oh, like. I loved
0: it. <laughs> Every time Foy does this, there's the other one I can think of where you know when he debuts his Cactus Jack and he does the big pile driver and smashes the table and he's lying in all this crap and he just goes, Wee! He does the little whoop <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Like there's something about Foley being in a wreck and then just kind of still showing his personality yeah. or whatever it is. I love this. Not as much as Vince McMahon, who I think has got the biggest fucking soft spot for dude love now. Yeah, I think for the first time Vince McMahon gets McFoley. Yes, I agree. <laughs> like he's
2: genuinely into this. Did you catch his little line about how it's gripped the arena? What? yes, dudeness, ladies and gentlemen, dudeness is all over the place there's the blimp there. (laughs) And the dudeness has gripped the attendance here tonight. What have you done, Mick? There's dudeness everywhere. I'll never
0: get this out (laughs) of It's
1: dude
0: (laughs) Coming up next, Headbangers, WWF President Gorilla Monsoon, and a different Governor Christie, not yes. the one you're thinking of, all come out.
1: We Todd Pettengill. Oh, in his purple suit.
0: <laughs> Todd Pettengill, who is the Joker. Uh, yeah. If you didn't know, like, you know, Todd, I got this contract? Person <laughs> who was hired to know the fuck the business for That's how, he, <laughs> that's how that works. So. How would you describe the reception for this unlikely group, aka my absolute pick for Survivor Series this year? <laughs> resounding boo yeah not a big fan of the headbangers here in New Jersey no. the hometown boys <laughs> yeah. the headbangers like
1: I'm thinking they're not a fan so much of Christ- Christy Whitman
0: I don't know with that gorilla monsoon one of the great villains of wrestling yeah. <laughs> you know, Bobby Heenan was always I mean, trying to crack a joke and this guy was always telling him to stop he's a real curmudgeon boo. I mean it's, it's fair enough to boo Todd <laughs> <laughs> because
2: yeah. no one likes Todd he deserves that
0: I think this is Todd's last night on the job are you serious are yeah. we not
2: getting any more Todd
0: now no Oh, no! Yeah, I know. So, people are wondering why they went from like WDF nearly going bankrupt to them like, suddenly having loads of money. Yeah, right? it's, the, it's the Todd's pack Yeah, this is this how <laughs> they got Tyson in. They
1: just gave
0: Todd <laughs> big check. Billy, <laughs> take us through what's going on here.
1: Okay, so I'll do it in a chronological order.
0: Okay, and let's all just say right now, they're here to talk about the fact that New Jersey can have wrestling because the taxes are gone. Yeah. And this was like the old days where... You had athletic commissions, WWE was treated, or WWF, all wrestling was treated, even if it was not a, a sports contest, it was treated the same way as boxing, you had to have an athletic commission, which meant state licensed doctors, people who had to get paid, it is meant to be on its surface to ensure there's an integrity and there's certain mm-hmm. standards, people get healthcare, people are looked after, shitty, you know, crazy Wild West stuff doesn't happen on the show. The allegations that were made was that because wrestling was an entertainment this was a means to squeeze the thriving wrestling business and stop people like Vince McMahon and Ted Turner earning an honest dollar
2: that was definitely the motivation yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, without
0: Uncle Sam trying to ruin everything with their taxes and the thing about taxes is they just go to fund the elites mm. you know they're not there for anything other than that Like, you Vince know? McMahon hates the elites he does Like, Vince McMahon sought the earth
2: <laughs> <laughs> but no this, this is only the case in New Jersey right everywhere else adopted a different stance on WWE as entertainment and they didn't tax them that way anymore because
0: Vince literally in the late 80s he went on he did you know, hearings in front of athletic commissions all that and he said it is, it is sports entertainment it is mm-hmm. predetermined you that was the big cat out of the bag moment mm, yeah but the reality was even if you're in the nwa going oh they're ruining the business it's like well they're gonna save you a couple of grand every time you yeah. do a show yeah. you know so that's the backdrop for this. That's why Vince
2: McMahon thinks this segment is a great idea. Yes. She's done away with these taxes. This saint, this, what is her name, sorry? Christy Whitman. Saint Christy has come here and she has blessed New Jersey by you abolishing these You wouldn't have taxes. WrestleMania
1: 29, think about that. Like You wouldn't. You, know? without you wouldn't, her. without yeah. that. Think mm-hmm. about that. So, in 1995, so a couple of years before this, Whitman was criticized for saying that young African American men sometimes played a game known as Jewels in the Crown, which she claimed had as its intent having as many children as possible out of wedlock. Whitman subsequently apologised and voiced her opposition to attempts by Congressional Republicans to bar unwed teenage mothers from receiving welfare payments. Wow. Wow. Ooh. So that's number one. Ninete- oh, okay. <laughs> you got more, that's- that's- I've got two more. Fucking hell. In 1996, Whitman rejected the Advisory Council's recommendation to spend tax money on a needle exchange to reduce incidents of HIV infections. Ah, I see. So she seems like she's a baddie from The Wire. What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> Uh, In 1996 as well, in 1996 Whitman joined a New Jersey State Police Patrol in Camden, New Jersey. During the patrol, the officers stopped a 16-year-old African-American male named Sharon Rolax and frisked him. The police found nothing on him, but Whitman frisked the youth herself too, while a state trooper photographed the act. What? In 2000, the image of the smiling governor frisking Rolax was published in newspapers statewide, which drew criticism from civil rights leaders who saw the incident as a violation of Rolax's civil rights and Whitman's endorsement of racial profiling, especially since Rolax was not arrested or found to be violating any law. Sorry, what is this fucking... She's acting like it's big game hunting or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, fuck me. So th- this young man found out about the photo in 2001 and tried to sue her for it for discrimination. Because yeah. fair enough, the police or state troopers frisking you, but once the police have given you an all clear, mm-hmm. there's no reason for a third party, nope. especially someone who's not no. a, a, an enforcement officer, to do so. The district court and uh, supreme court determined it was 100% they had infringed on his civil rights okay but too much time had passed so he wasn't allowed to sue <sighs> for
2: fuck's sake so he
1: said yeah they they fucked up with their they're sorry but you're not getting any too, too late too late I hate when human rights have a cooldown buff that's Honestly, really yeah. annoying yeah. like yeah. you know wow you get over it after a few
2: years yeah. yeah you only just found out about it but it happened four years ago so you're over it
0: well I feel now's as good a time as any to point out that Gorilla Monsoon referred to her as the true people's champion <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: maybe president one day <laughs> Maybe, maybe president. Someone that racist could never get in the White House, though, so it's all good.
0: He refers to her as the tax crusher, and I was hoping uh, who you give me your thoughts on if Connor the Crusher or tax crusher would... Uh, I mean, I think Connor the Crusher is the, the true crusher in my heart. Yes, yes definitely. He is. You know, or the crusher, how about it, from AWA? Like. Is yes. it, I'm just saying there's lots of great crushers, you don't have to go with this terrible racist
2: tax crusher. Crusher, the uh, the nice milkshake cordial yeah. that you could get with the singing cats. <laughs> a really good tastes great. Yeah. Uh, so Gatman Crusher. Uh, <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> so yeah, in fairness, they went out of their way. They gave her a championship belt. They're like, they're there, like you know, you because they, they boo her at the start because they're like politician, boo. And they're like, no, no, no. Don't the only reason SummerSlam's here is because of her.
2: Boo! You won't like, say thank you. No one no
0: one no one cares.
2: No. Nope,
0: you know, I think people kind of expect to be able to see wrestling. I don't think people want to be like I think it's a bit of a leap to think that any wrestling fan is going to give two fucks about a politician and like as it, and tax codes. Honestly, like, yeah. yeah, it's a big deal for WWF, and it says a lot about where they are at the moment. That financially, a bit of a tax break in New Jersey is such a big yeah, deal. Yeah, something to
1: big, make a big song and dance about.
0: Yeah, think like this is like this is their Saudi Arabia blood money yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. a Honestly. little tax rebate. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> legit. Coming up next. Goldust taking on
1: Brian Pellman. We got some stipulation in this one, folks. What is B- Orst? B- before that... Oh, sorry. Before that, we see a, uh, see a gentleman in the crowd. Oh, fuck and, me. And we're told, he's coming. It's Tiger
2: Ali Singh. Wow. There he is, yeah. and he's with his dad, Tiger Jeet Singh as well. Yeah. Tiger Jeet Singh, who is there in a traditional turban, Jerry the King Lauder immediately goes, what an ugly hat, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's a fucking turban. A man. hat? Oh my God. Like I know it's 97, but you've seen turbans, right? Fucking Come on. Hell, like. So there's Tiger Ali Singh. God, Early days, mm-hmm. mm. and this is the stuff you were telling us about in season one, where they're like eyeing him up, like he's oh, be a this big star. star, yeah.
0: And it wasn't like because when he was in the crowd, it wasn't like here he is. He's like, boo, American. They were like, now. He's, he's a big star, and he was like waving to the fans. Mm-hmm. He was getting the Sin Cara treatment. Well, like, yeah, you know, he's an international superstar mm. who we have not checked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've not seen him wrestle. John Laurenitis saw a clip of him on Daily Motion, so we reckon <laughs> that great Cali looked great in them sneakers. Let's get him on the main <laughs> yeah. roster, guys. Yeah, so Goldust and Pillman, this is the first of our many strange Heart Foundation stipulation matches. Yeah. yes. The night after the Canadian Stampede, they came out and they didn't really explain this. But Brett had said previously for King of the Ring, he had said, If I lose the match against Shawn Michaels at the King of the Ring, I'll never wrestle on American soil ever again. And people didn't realise he was that was to be hubris. That's just him talking a big game. Mm. What they said was that, oh, well, Brett's had his con- new contract negotiated and this is now part of his contract. If he does lose and fail to win the WWF Championship, he will no longer be able to wrestle in America. So they're basically saying, Brett will, will get basically yeah. a real sweetheart deal. He'll mm. get a WCW deal, basically. <laughs> yeah. He'll only have to wrestle eight nights a year. It's crazy. He won't even have to wrestle on Shotgun Saturday night. Like. Uh, so... Out of the back of this though, then all the other members of the Heart Foundation are like, Hey, here's a stipulation that's really gonna like disfavour me. Yes. It's not like I'm saying, Hey, I'm challenging you this as Brian Pillman. If I lose I have to wear a dress. If you lose you you don't have to something, wear yeah. something you don't have to wear a dress and it's
2: it's not like we've got a face authority figure that's like right heart foundation i'm going to teach you a lesson like these these guys have all volunteered for these stipulations where the only outcome is either <laughs> nothing happens or something bad happens to the heart foundation yeah. there, there's four of these tonight and spoiler alert
1: none of it is followed up on no no one <laughs> That's has- no that's not true
0: no mm. we do get some follow up but most of it is not followed up on. Yeah. Because the biggest one of all that's missing here tonight. We've obviously got Bulldog and Shamrock. If Bulldog loses, yes, he see the big smelly can of dog food. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Ken Shamrock
2: is going to make me eat a big smelly can of dog food. You know that little Burger King out there where he's holding the burger up? Just like a little can of pedigree. If you <laughs> get the Daily Mirror, you'll
0: find out the amazing secrets of my tiny can of smelly dog food. <laughs> if
1: Bre- Brett loses, he can wrestle in America mm-hmm. ever again. If Owen loses, nothing happens. If, Owen loses if if Austin, nothing happens. if Austin loses, he has to kiss Owen's ass. Okay, Austin has made one.
0: And then if Pillman loses... He'll wear one of Marlena's dresses on Raw. Yeah. And Nighthawk. Yes. If anyone loses. Any one of them. Anyone. Anyone. He'll shave off his goatee. His iconic goatee. Which, by the way, is the only thing he said in the last four weeks. Where's he been? I'm starving my goatee. (laughs) That's it. That's all we know. Where's he tonight? Well, he's actually wrestling Sid, was the rumour. Ah. Sid, who by the way showed up again! <laughs> again! They had a random episode in Canada. They're like, There's gonna be a flag match tonight. Austin's gonna to take on members of the Heart Foundation, gonna grab your country's flag, who will be Austin's partner, and Austin stood there and like no one will side with him. Then a returning Shawn Michaels came out, then a debuting Patriot came out, more on him at another time, and then Psycho Sid is there, who's the man? Not you, you don't work here anymore! Leave! <laughs> what is this? Take your disgraced former employee to work today?
2: I think the stipulation was gonna be it was gonna be Sid versus Nidehart, yeah. and if Sid showed up to wrestle, then he'd have to re-sign. <laughs> That's why it never happened. Like. And if
0: Sid loses, he's never allowed to play softball ever again. Right? <laughs> that's it. So, yeah. Surprisingly, folks, we have been denied Psycho Sid versus Jim the Anvil Nightmare. Oh, potato mania. Yeah. What I loved about it, though, is that Sid doesn't show up and then just randomly the next week during you're there, Tune into to the WWF Hotline. Tonight, has
1: Psycho Sid wrestled his last match ever? Fan out now. Like, <laughs> what? 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 so he turns up when he's not wanted but doesn't turn up when he is yeah, yeah. what's wrong with him <laughs> like you saw they had the Raw reunion show in 2019 he no showed that as well yeah. like, A
0: countless stories from the last five to six years of you know indie performers who indie bookers who've brought on Sid to be just the name to sign at the show just to show up and he just doesn't
2: show up mm-hmm. And it can't all be down to softball, right? Yeah. He's the master and ruler of the universe, Kevin. He can do whatever he wants.
0: He's not master and ruler of his own schedule by the looks of
2: things. Mm. You know, He's not master of his domain either, you know, <laughs> beating off all the time. It's Bob Holly, I feel bad for because Sid's the only one getting him matches. Like...
4: Oh, yeah. yeah!
2: You know, Bob keeps Sid
0: sane on the road. You know, I think what like... he thought was that Bob heard him saying that he'd go to bat, but that was to play softball. <laughs> you thought he was going to bat for Bob Holly yeah, <laughs> and, uh, a couple more matches. Like a little, <laughs> little bit of uh, a little bit of how's your father? So Goldust, you know, obviously has everything to win and nothing to lose in this match. Yes. The only real bit of bill for this is that <laughs> Pillman went, "Hey Goldust, <laughs> I love your dad, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, the way you neglected and abused your child all these years, it brings a tear to my eye." <laughs> yeah. And Dusty's like obviously taking this well over in WCW, is it yeah I? surely that's so fucked up yeah even by Pilgrim yeah. standards <laughs> as well with this we've had lots of illusions with terry and goldust now that they're good guys they obviously don't need to play off the kind of the gay panic stuff against the heels now uh-huh. so they had a bit where terry's like well as we all know goldust is oh man But some of his friends, the hairdressers and we know, they said that they'd eat Brian up for lunch. And he's uh, ripe for the picking, if you know what I mean. (sighs) And also, they kept talking about how he can't fill out his tights, which meant that he was ripe for the picking. So, from my understanding of their understanding of gay culture is, the smaller the willy, Mm -hmm. the more you will... Oh come on, <laughs> come on! We're right in the middle of to, it. I, here. Have to, I have to grab a hold here. Drag Race, what do I do?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Adam, if this happened in Drag Race, what would RuPaul say? <laughs> so it's okay, everyone. Goldust is—he's a face because he's okay. straight. He's straight, and he has got a massive willy. But his gay pals, he'll yeah. fucking set them on you? Is that what they're getting <laughs> I at? And they'll
0: eat you up for fucking lunch. Fuck
2: me. With your
0: tiny cock, Brian Pillman. <laughs> You've got no chance. Uh-huh. I don't like that at all. No. Nope. I don't understand what point they're even trying to make, really. This is over in the other company, WCW. Perry Sarton's going to be wearing a dress as well. This is dress fucking business. Yeah. Like, Raven just decided in 2002, I'm going to wear a dress now. And that's it. Now he's ruined it forever. This is no longer a stipulation, and I'm glad. (laughs) Because, like, wait, whatever. Wear wear a dress, you know? Fine by me. You know? Air out what you got to air out like. Maven pulled it off. He made it look fucking fabulous and tough enough. Folks, when I wear a dress... (laughs) The feeling Sorry, it's bringing the world together, Maven? So, Goldust is no longer The bizarre one, or the most Outrageous performer Have you heard, Did you hear the, the, the new buzzword for, for Goldust and Marlena? Mm.
2: They're the most glamorous couple That's it, mm. glamour, that's what it's all about now And there's one thing that Vince refers to them as That I actually really like, he calls them Mystery and Mrs like, oh, Cool I that. little name They are desperately trying to make this work
0: And it's not working though
2: before we go any further, did you catch the disjointed-ass start to this match? Where we talked about
0: a beach party before
2: we got yeah, into the wrestling? Yeah, because like mm. Billy said before, it's like, Goldust versus Pillman, coming up here, there's Tiger Ali Singh. Now, let's cut to a beach party in the parking lot. <laughs> What's this all about? Fifteen to 20,000 fans
0: showed up to a back lot in New Jersey to have a beach party that featured amongst many uh, guests, the Legion of Doom, Doc Hendricks, who we are told... Over and over, had a great time. So they they got said he was fucked lit. up then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <got> yeah. Fucked, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, he was free burden," which I—it's just a code word for like what being racist and full of cocaine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, or is,
1: does that mean just drinking three people's worth of alcohol? Like,
0: walking around with his knife in his boot, <laughs> like. And Honky Tonk Man was there as well. What's uh... today? You know, obviously the beach episode of the anime is obviously the, the most fun, yeah. one laid back. The beach episode of the anime where Honky Tonk Man shows up though—that's a bit. Ooh, that's a bit mm. season three of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting a bit too weird and scary yeah. for my liking. So, King's got some interesting comments at the start of this. Did you, you, you hear what he said? No. I've never struck a woman. Not even my own mother. Oh, not even his... Wow, he's a really good guy. He's not even hit his mom. And JR's like, you kissed your sister? You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the topic, you know, just curious, like...
2: Yeah, because a guy got to be crazy
0: to want to kiss his sister. I, 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 like, I like
2: 97 JR. He's just a little bit mean for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit mean who wants to kiss his sister. <laughs> So,
0: Pillman comes out with a Marilyn Monroe shirt, which I just—I don't know why. I loved it. Yeah. It it suited his weird-ass character. Yeah. His promo about wearing a dress was scary. What did he
2: say? Mm
1: -hmm. He just was like, I'm going to wear the dress. (laughs) It was just him mainly pointing a gun at a dress, you know? (laughs) The usual. Pillman, this
0: is the first time I think we're seeing him in a featured match on a big pay-per-view like this, where it's just Pillman no mate like surprisingly little heart foundation interplay in the different heart no, foundation man. matches which to be honest i liked because nwo over and the other show at the moment it's like every match with an nwo guy 10 nwo yeah. guys come out this i actually appreciate that they kept the them kind of separate for the most part pillman wrestling though this was hard this was real fucking hard mm-hmm. what, what, what were your guys thoughts
2: on watching the formerly flying brian here he should just be a mouthpiece at this point like he's So good at it is. Yeah, he's amazing on the mic and just very upsetting to look at in the ring. So mm. it's just it's it's sad that he's still trying to wrestle like can he wrestle?
0: He, you know, with dirty move set. 01 being assigned to him here. Mm. You know, he's not doing anything high flying. He does go yeah. off the
2: top rope once, and it was scary. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, he's still capable of taking bumps, so I guess that's what he's thinking. I still he? Like he can, like he can do a bump. If he's t- how many
0: painkillers is the guy on? You know, yeah. it's just, and he's fucking shredded
2: as well. Yeah, he is. I,
0: I honestly, if you look at Pillman, obviously he's not got the the thickest legs or whatever. And I, you know, I don't give a shit about bodies. That, that doesn't make an entertaining. Performance mm. arrester
2: just to see how hard he's pushing himself. He's cut. He's not massive, but he's hardly got any fat on him. Like
0: it really reminded me of like Dynamite Kid type of thing, where he's like mm. working against his body's limitations almost. Yeah. And like you know, hey, I'm watching AEW Dynamite at the moment in 2019, and you know, I'm I'm seeing some of the great performers there, and you've seen Brian Pillman Jr. show up a few times, which is fucking awesome. And it's nice to see that part of brian pillman's legacy be remembered whereas this is just you know the, the boot was unzipped Yep. two minutes in yeah mm. you can't you can't do this it's blatant like and gold dust is, is the guy to get you there like you know mm. they do like yeah you know they do the and the comedy stuff at the start to kind of to give them an out you don't have to do much no, with no. what we've got going on here there's marlena there as well you know there's this there's, there's a dress and a mannequin there's so many props and gimmicks and outs and Pillman's still trying to go a catch catch style, you know? Vince with some interesting word choices. Whoa! Brian Pillman! Lamb-basting gold dust!
2: Yeah. Mm. Oh, aren't we having some lamb at some point? We are. I literally am basting a lamb <laughs> <as I speak. laughs> And
0: at that point, 22 years ago, uh, Brian Pillman was lambasting gold dust, is what was happening what there. And then he chases Marlena like a ghost. <laughs> Get away from her, you creep. How many times did JR say, if you will, in this match? Yeah, that's
2: a dusty thing, isn't it? We really got a says. solid
0: four in this uh, seven or eight minute encounter that we mm, had. He thinks that's brilliant, I guess. Vince is not helping things. But when he's talking about Pillman,
1: he literally goes, Whoa, Brian, Pillman is so
2: quick. Oh, mm. Egging him on.
1: Vince is a bit off because he says at one point that he looks like a baboon because he's got the gold around his mouth. And I think he means mandrill. Ah, I see. Baboons thank, you, have... thank you, Billy, for bringing the primatology because, onto the podcast. Because baboons don't have faces like that, and mand- mandrills aren't even considered baboons anymore. So <laughs> yeah. get, your, your, get your primate facts right, you know.
0: I mean, I, I want there to be only accurate monkey and ape facts on this yeah, podcast. You know? It's a certain seal of approval that the people have come to expect from the brand... Pillman, as a result, I think, of the injury and as a result of maybe trying to do too much at a big SummerSlam match, he's been signed to a big contract, he wants to prove himself. But there are some notable botches in this one. The crotch spot off the top, did you mm. guys see that? Yeah. Pillman just slipped completely off. He's mm. meant to land on his willy.
2: Oh god, yeah. Caught
0: his foot in it, tumbled to the outside.
2: Too liquidy to be wrestling, like. Liquidy?
0: Yeah, the way he you just sort of
2: spilled off like. yeah, Is it because he's got no base? It, it feels like he's not solid or balanced enough. Yeah, no base would probably be a good way of putting it. Like, it just feels like he could tip over at any point. You're a saying lot this of the is time. like
0: Spider-Man Three when Sandman's fighting Spider-Man down in the water, like, and he's know? all falling apart. He's, yeah, and just, yeah. yeah.
1: like Brian Pillman's like a Newtonian liquid. Yes. Exactly. You know, you know, you can do certain things, but, but check change the dynamics slightly, and he's just g- g- going to seep through. Yeah. Turns to goo. But
0: Dom from Big Brother could still run across him on Brainiac. Yeah some serious close-ups on Pillman's eyes and even though his physicality is not where he wants it to be, the facial expressions, like he's still telling the story, you know, yeah. that's that's really impressive. The finish of this match is again, like the two big spots in this match are, are horrendously messed up. This is actually kind of like a sunset flip. Pillman can't do a fucking sunset flip.
2: No, basic stuff. You
0: know, and I don't know what happens. He comes over too close or is too far away. Complete miscommunication and they're left with Pillman kind of half on top of Goldus, Goldus has to shimmy himself under his arms and they kind of walk over to the ropes where Marlena does the loaded purse and Goldus picks up the win. Ooh, it was a hard 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 watch yeah, you yeah. know after that first match which is a real like yeah this was a downer this reminded me of watching Bulldog in 99 and 2000 yes
2: the thing is with Bulldog in 2000 it was like oh dude you need to retire and stay home Pillman does not want, need to stay home no. he, he has got so much to give still yeah. it's just this is not it like... hey,
0: you know what Jerry Lawler would happily trade places with Pillman to be a dirty yeah. heel Legit. to fill out that role he'd feud with Goldust and do all sorts and Pillman would have because you know Jerry wants to wrestle jerry doesn't want to talk but i guess if your word was to be believed pillman didn't want to do announcing either mm-hmm. wrestling that's what he was there mm. for and everything else was a downgrade
1: and it's just even more the sadder watching this match knowing that you know he's, he's not going to be there anymore in two two months time mm-hmm. there's the signs are there yeah you
0: know this it's so funny when you look at this show there's so much of it's like wow this is a company that's right on the cusp of hitting the big time once again everything's on the way up attendance is up You know, viewership is increasing, the storylines are getting over, the characters are getting over, but a lot of people are in crisis, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, uh, in not just Pillman, you know, there's a lot of people who are in crisis in one way, shape or form. You look at Hawk, you Mm -hmm, know, there's someone else in crisis. You've got people who are about to enter into a phase of their career.
2: Legit, Stone Cold
0: you know is this right what happens with him i'm very interested to see what comes here in the next couple of months because mm. this is a sh- i think there's some people at the sleep of the wheel and the duty of care is not there no. for the wrestlers that should
2: be but there you have it straight away off the bat that's uh brian pillman's gonna have to wear a dress tomorrow night and that obviously means that night heart's beard is bye-bye i like. gonna do that
0: at the same time like i guess so yeah pillman smashes the mannequin like mm. really viciously he got it over you know in his own way Hazy, 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 foggy shot of the Empire State Building. And Vince is like, you're going to just, just about make it out there. think that's the Empire State Building. Flash forward WrestleMania a couple years later. We're in the literal shadow (laughs) of the Empire State Building here. Coming up next, the Godwins taking on the Legion of Doom. And the Godwins have had a change of heart, Billy. What do you think has made these good old boys from down south Turn evil and have Deadwood music
1: coming out. Tainted slop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also my favourite song by
2: Soft Cell. Some bad slop right there, boy. <laughs> these big evil pigs or this evil tainted slop? Do mm. you not actually catch what happened? No, no, I missed it. <laughs> it's, it's the tale as old as time when someone get, gets a broken neck oh, yes. and they turn evil. Yeah. The <laughs> Something
0: about his neck breaking really made him an asshole. Like, yeah, legit. Whoa nothing about the fact that within an hour one of the biggest stars in WWF history is about to break his neck in a really tragic unfortunate accident. Yeah. And we are playing up breaking necks for everything here. It's weird how much drama, yucks, Mm -hmm. like story, character, man breaking a neck is what got the Godwins and
2: the Legion of Doom to the fucking dance here tonight. That must have felt so, I mean because obviously after what happens with Austin later everyone's going to feel weird and scared as it is but the fact that they've been so brazenly all night making like angles about necks, making jokes about necks. like they must have felt so fucking weird like i mean yeah right like really disrespectful
0: i really there's a lot of this that may be kind of uneasy about the i mean i like the godwin's heels i think you know there's a natural Better. that i loved hearing that squirrelly screechy fucking fiddle and them just coming out looking weird and smelly you've got what vince wanted in harper and rowan you know, in 2015, mm, yeah. right here, he likes a big country host that looks like he smells. I think Vince likes this Confederate good old boys from Bitters, Arkansas. What a yeah. fucking town there! Bitters, Bitters, Arkansas. Oh. That's. I think that's got to be up there with my, my all-time favorite. To mention Luke Harper again. Snakebite, Florida which is a legitimate ghost town that no one has lived in for nearly 100 years and it's
1: it's
0: bite with a G-H as well B-I-G-H-T, Snakebite sorry, I think these hometowns have given Adam Bilbelow a touch of the vapors (laughs) on the other hand, Vapors, Missouri is my other (laughs) (laughs) favourite So they come out with the Confederate flag for booze. When they were down in the Confederacy, they were not using that for booze. When JR was like, here we are, folks, in the cradle of the Confederacy! Like right in front of a big statue of some slave trader.
2: Yeah! <laughs>
0: oh the Confederacy! Dukes of hazard, you know, slavery, all the fun. Yay, the
2: Confederacy. It's like the Heart Foundation in Canada, but when they go south, everyone's just pleased to see them. Like. Yo,
0: Cody Rhodes, why don't you take that big special hammer of yours instead of beating up figurative representations of Triple H, smash up a couple of them racist statues down south. <laughs> JR recaps Henry's neck, and JR's like, they retaliated with buckets buckets full of punishment it's not really tit for tat is it no they literally (laughs) said that king is like come on they broke henry's neck he just hit him with a bucket a couple of times yep although they did slap the legion of doom again again
1: twice oh no (laughs) the day boy see it
0: (laughs) Slap me once shame (laughs) on you Slap me twice i want to see the legion of doom The Lisa a promo that is bare bones.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: we've been slopped. Can't say we like the taste of that. We've been slopped, dropped.
3: We've been hit over the head with buckets. And tonight, it all ends here in the middle of New Jersey. Take it, because we're gonna. That's why revenge is sweet. That's your say. And tonight, payback is going to be hell, God wins. Well,
0: we broke your neck before, and I'm going to break your neck again. Your ba- baby face is right. This time, when I break your neck, it won't be an accident. What the fuck, Hawk? My friend Henry, <laughs> when I broke your neck. I was really not digging the Legion of Doom here. Yeah. No. Assholes. No. They're
1: fucking but They're horrible. just admitting as well that they're not safe. Yep. Yeah. this time it's gonna be on purpose. implying yeah. it was an accident. <laughs> we're uns, we're unsafe.
0: <laughs> we're gonna show you how unsafe the, you know, the notoriously unsafe Legion of Doom <laughs> can be. You know, I mean, they did bits of this where they were trying to really push it out and you know blur those lines like they like to do so much. Ninety seven, you and Henry Godwin coming back after his neck injury. He's back within. A month or two Scary
2: amount of time Phil. Well like, quick It actually makes the whole China neck injury Look way more plausible yeah. As a result like.
0: so Yeah Henry's back after you know Not that long And they do a thing Where he's like McMahon it's your damn fault Because I got my neck broke You have this unsafe Working environment I'm going to get you McMahon And Vince is like Well I apologise For the opinions Of Henry Godwin there uh, <laughs> You have to understand He yeah, had his neck broken But it was an accident So you know <laughs> I, I, My hands are clean Of this you know the of Doom bopped the big old boys around. Yeah, <laughs> the Godwins get ornery as a result of this. Did anyone notice Midian's tattoo? What,
1: I mean so, like, the I, Mickey Mouse
0: tattoos well, no, it's that we like, he, he, he
1: has a tattoo I don't remember him having in season one is it the guy with the moustache yeah, yeah looks, he has always had that exactly. yeah. I've never noticed it before because it looks like either Stalin or Tsar Nicholas II I thought it was Frederick it looks, Mercury we're now. looking like proper like <laughs> Russian Revolution like shit we're doing here the I, fuck man I just yeah. kept getting distracted by it it's like who is that t- tattoo of, this mustachioed man? That looks like a probably like, uh, like snake oil salesman. <laughs> not? In fairness
0: though, Billy, it doesn't get much more socialist than literally sharing the blood of your colleagues yeah. and co-workers That's like true. Indian would go on
2: to do. JR with a great bit of verbiage here, saying that the Legion of Doom hit the Godwins with a country-fried clothesline. Oh, stop
0: now, the smell of lamb is too heavy in the air for this. <laughs> You've got me salivating. They chat a little bit about Bitters, Arkansas, and then we get some... <laughs> King's been doing his research. He's like, you really want to talk about Arkansas? Name's like, Bitter's Arkansas? You got cities down there like Tosuck and Pansy?
5: Pansy!
4: And
0: Vince is like, no, those are Hamlets, King, not actual city. <laughs> nah.
2: uh, And Hillbilly Jim gets written off as well. Vince just talks about, like, we don't really know what happened to Hillbilly Jim. He's just not been around. He has to go back to his home planet.
0: <laughs> he just really felt strongly about heading up the home video division. And, well, Hillbilly, that's what you got to do. The hangman chokehold spot to Hawk.
4: Mm.
0: You've got now the Godwins saying they're going to break Hawk's neck. Mm-hmm. They did the slap drop onto Hawk and the steel ramp on Raw before this. You know, split him over
2: the back of the head. A neck for a neck is what they're after.
0: Hawk's meant to be not wrestling technically really mm. not much at all at the
2: moment. Mm. Got his,
1: he got his payout. What are they going to do?
0: I don't know, it just feels like Hawk's taking some bumps. He's like, you watch any of these matches, you're not thinking, alright, Hawk's been kept to one side, the hot tag builds up to Hawk, Hawk got the heat of this one, he was everywhere everywhere. Speaking of everywhere, Captain Lou Albano, even though they have his back to the hard camera, still makes his yeah. presence known. Goodness sake. Alright, this is what they have to do. We have to go do MSG. We have to go to that special little room where they had the lion's den. Look, Lou, we've made a special wrestling show for you to ruin. <laughs> go in there, meet the nice staff. Goblins, ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> Running around in a fucking witch mask. Like. So yeah, Vince can't help but mention. Canadian flags trolling the action here. Walking back and forth with the, the mm, Canadian flag. Yeah disrespecting this boring american wrestling animals in a long long bear hug there's a lot of slow a lot of slowdown in this one the hot tag to hawk and again this is a crowd that peaked early they were ready for that hot tag mm. then he went no give me the bear hug for another minute and then when hawk came in i don't think i've seen someone who is like hawk is designed for hot tags nothing else yeah you a hawk bubba ray dudley like you think of Billy, Billy Gunn, Gunn. Yeah. you know, you think of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. These are people who literally are designed to take a hot tag. That is what they're for. And Hawk looked. he came in, he was out of sorts. Mm. When the crowd weren't with him, he like threw one guy into the corner and then he went to the other guy and he was just, he looked like he was lost.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's someone who's having problems. Well, I'm sure that they'll get him some help and it'll be handled very tastefully, not to Yeah, worry. Draws
0: knows a guy named Keys who seems he's gonna oh. he's gonna help him mm. out, don't you worry. The doomsday device gets avoided, but Jesus Christ.
2: Is this the finish of the match? Yeah. When this,
0: I When this happened, I actually gasped and was like, <laughs> oh my God. A disgusting spike pile driver. That yeah. should have been a
2: heel turn right there. They splattered Henry. Spike pile. Pi- spike pile driver and the it's such a they wrote
1: spirited
2: move isn't it it yeah. is it's
1: evil that's,
0: like,
2: that's what the outlaws did to mankind to turn him face that's what they did to China to send her to the hospital like. fuck me and they're the good guys that are meant to have been like oh we broke his neck by accident let's kill him and then they're time. like
0: with a thumbs up and Vince is like well last time it was an accident and they did vow to break their necks and We'll find out later on once Henry's been checked out. Maybe, maybe his neck did get broken. Like, you know, and King's like, "Wow,
2: maybe someone's neck will get, bro- maybe someone's neck will get broken." <laughs> yeah, JR with like a chipper tone, being like, "L.O.D. picking up the victory here tonight. That's Bart Powell, driver. I have no doubt that was a premeditated attack there. Like, they're talking about this assault. <laughs> yeah, come so. on, Edgar. Got- he did warn him though. I He said <laughs> he, he said was going break it. his neck." And like when, like, there was even points where
0: like, Hawk hit a neckbreaker Like A <laughs> uh, figurative mood Leaving up to a literal perhaps Oh here we go Nice long segment coming
1: <laughs> up now <laughs> The state of this
0: Billy what are you talking about It's time for the SummerSlam Million Dollar
2: Chance I'm going to spoil it right now. This is my match of the night for sure. Yeah. Like, this is unreal. M- like,
1: MVP Ryan Haddock. Like. <laughs> <laughs> when you said toward the start that this was going to be the last time we saw Todd, I was like, this kind of explains he's, it. He's going out swinging. Th- this is... Is an absolute mess. You now, Billy. In
0: fairness, Todd said that he could no longer juggle his radio commitments and his WWF commitments. Okay, he was on the road one two nights a week. At, you know, Damn. you're talking eight-hour yeah. days. You know, <laughs> he
1: was he was at the coalface. Yeah. You know, he 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 did, can't handle the responsibility of lugging those 100 keys around. He can't <laughs> do it. They're in the back of his car. Like now, they didn't really set up the contest very well here.
0: What was your understanding of what? What this was how these winners made their way to SummerSlam.
1: So, I don't really know how they got to SummerSlam. Yeah, oh. they didn't really say how they got to SummerSlam on, on SummerSlam, but basically, we're gonna win a bunch of, uh, gonna win a casket full of money, yeah. million dollars, by picking a key. A numbered key from 1 to 100.
0: My heart is on edge. Like, you know, watching the actual lotto numbers being read out is so much more interesting than this by comparison. Because at least you can think, well, maybe someone
2: somewhere may have won. Mm. But what you're seeing is, no, no one is definitely going to win this. But they've given this, like, weeks. I'm talking, like, a Lord Tensai-style build-up of, like, folks, million-dollar chance. It's fucking coming. Mm. Like, twice a week, every week going on about it they started off like as this very high concept
0: thing they're like we're about to show you a small video package ladies and gentlemen this will contain the first of the passphrase which will form the inevitable clue which will give you a chance to win a million dollars at SummerSlam we're like, what and then it cuts this like real like you know Freddie Fellini uh, gimmick type of thing where Stupid. it might be something like the headbangers or yeah. like, a golf course and yeah. then like they get struck by lightning and a man goes life you know, like, or but, someone yeah. you know, someone's floating in a pool and like honky tonk man like I don't know finds a shit in the pool like they did the last summer slam or whatever they did.
2: But every week they would make out that it's like, get your notepads ready, ladies and gentlemen. Eagle eyed viewers, this is your chance to catch the clue and win a million and literally every week they just turn to the camera the and like is... this week's clue is light switch like
1: It seems very rinky This it just reminds me of the decoder ring he gets in a Christmas story where it just spells out don't forget to drink your oval team yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is not 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 really at the level of million dollar mania, McMahon million dollar mania, where that was like, look, let's just keep this going. We are going to be giving away money. This was like, let's have the most convoluted infrastructure possible that will give us the most TV time, but also the lowest risk to the company possible
2: we just made back this million dollars from New Jersey. Yeah. You know, let's not lose it. And now, bear in mind as well, for the, for all this build-up, they never explained to you how this is going to work. They no. were just saying, you get all the clues, you give us the clues, and you've got a chance to win a million dollars. That's all they said. And mm. there's a lot
0: going on here because, obviously, we have two contest winners already. We've got young Ryan, and then we've got a guy who looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Todd's like, wow, you are like Stone Cold Steve Austin there. Oh yeah, no, I do look like Steve Austin, but I, it, before I looked like, but obviously it's intentional. I already did this. I already did this, but I continued it, and yeah, it does look like Steve, and I've sort of kind of leaned into it a little bit. Yeah, great, thanks. When Ryan, the 12-year-old, won, and this was like literally the poster child of how this contest is going to go down, because you had Vince go, Ryan, hello, have you got the clues? I do. What is the clue? A Key to a happy life? Well, Ryan... You're going to SummerSlam. The kid's like, oh my God, I'm going to SummerSlam. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right, Ryan. You're going to SummerSlam. How many people can I take? Uh, you could take one person to SummerSlam, Ryan. And like, oh, okay. And Ryan will see you at SummerSlam. Could I bring my mom and dad too? Okay, Ryan, you and the guess at SummerSlam. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so we have our two. Here they are. And we also have Sonny and Sable somehow coexisting on screen. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking tension here. Both are showing what they can do. Like, Sonny's like... Hold my fucking beer. What, this is how you do sexually frustrated banter with Todd Penney. Come here, Todd. Get your head in my fucking
2: face. Yeah. Come here, here to me. Like. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sable's just like stood there. Like. Sable's
0: like, I will smile so fucking vacantly. Like.
2: Honestly, I know that the, the role they're being put in is a shit show role, but Sonny is so much better as a performer than Sable ever was. Because like, this is a train wreck. Yeah. yeah. It's a complete we train We only wreck. have two contestants, so how do we find two more contestants? Well, there's people that are playing along at home that might might have a chance to win. So we're going to ring them up now and we're going to have two lucky people. The first two to answer the phone will get. We're yeah. not going to have it pre dialed. No. Nope. We're to- not going to check the numbers are connected. Yeah. Todd, Todd's going to use a rotary
1: phone to manually enter in these numbers
0: and one Todd, digit at a time. Todd
1: doesn't have the sheet.
0: Sonny and Sable have to hold the sheet for him, which yeah. genuinely distresses him. Because yeah. Sable is there holding it and she starts moving and he's like, no, seriously, stop. She's like, oh, I was having something stuff stop. I can't do the number if you keep doing... Stop. And then Sonny's like, you know, how'd I be and like, Come. Oh, Sonny, you stop. Come on. Yeah. Like, everything Sable does doesn't work for Todd. Todd and Sonny have got this, like, click, obviously, yeah. together. So, yeah, uh, surprisingly, the lessons that weren't learned nearly 12 years later at Million Dollar Mania were not learned here yeah. in 1997. Mm-hmm. The first number rings
2: out. Yeah. The second number is disconnected. And this is live on pay-per-view. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, Todd stinks at covering for this. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I'll try another number now. Sable, can you uh, please... Zero. One, one second, ladies and gentlemen
0: oh wait no hang on I got the number wrong I have to start over yeah he just has to hang up to redial no (sighs) Sable your your thumb is in the way of the 077 077 78 078 no (laughs) 0778 you know that type of a thing it's really
2: fun the little boys just stood there politely like am I going to have a chance to to play?
0: Did anyone keep a little mental timer at the moment that the boy realised he was definitely not winning any money? Because when he comes (laughs) on stage, he's like, oh my god! And they're like, you got to pick one of these 52 keys. (laughs) And only one of them has got a winning key.
2: 52! Yeah. <laughs> so unfair. Jesus Christ! They should have had the Million Dollar Man host this because it was so rigged. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan, but you don't win the money! <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad!
1: This was Vince McMahon literally kicking the ball away from the boys trying yep. to do the yep. keepy up yep. challenge. Todd eventually reaches Michael, who isn't watching as his cable company <laughs> doesn't carry SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Burke breaks out
0: the nervous laugh yeah. like, immediately. <laughs> let's move on. Let's... And then Sonny at one point is like, whoop, I got the numbers here. And he's like, no, Sonny, please don't show those. You're, you're going to break GDPR.
1: <laughs> so Michael picked, is the first to pick a number. Yes. He picks 33. It's a good, strong number. What number would you pick, Bill? I probably would have gone my birth date, so mm-hmm. 16 I probably would have gone through. i
2: picked uh, pick number three, I think. Very yeah, good. good number three.
0: I'll go number 27, because I think that's like statistically, I think, between like 1 and 50, 27 is the, the number that people always pick the most, apparently. Yeah. So... Figured that the dum-dums of WB
2: would have been like, Duh, well, Four. you want
1: to pick three because you know it's the winner. Yeah. Adam 27 is <laughs> P- 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 also y- your favourite Jim Carrey movie. And also...
2: The, the number 23, though, isn't it, Billy? Isn't
0: it Yeah, you're mixing you up with, you're mixing with the greatest WrestleMania but of all it's, time. Oh, okay. It's the
2: number three because I remember the trailer, like, little anxious teenage Adam being like, oh, this looks scary. And Morgan Freeman's like, the Mayans believe the world will end in 2012. 20, that's two, zero, plus one, plus two, hang on a second
0: let me crunch these numbers (laughs) (laughs) my god
2: it checks out it's the number 23 again
0: (laughs) so his key doesn't work second guy's key doesn't work second phone contestant loses as well Ryan just looks upset like and Ryan is like he's like I'm gonna fucking break this I'm gonna burst this lock it has to open he's like come on and yeah no one wins and yeah. this took nearly 20 minutes all, dead. All,
1: all four people get a $5,000 savings bond
0: Ooh, and Vince is like oh come on you
1: didn't mention the savings bond Todd that's a good
0: that's a great deal like Vince has given out 20 grand here that he does not want to give out yeah. and he's comped four tickets to SummerSlam that's you know that's dollars and cents right yeah. there you know so yeah,
2: at the end of this one, they're like, oh, think about it. Someone, if you got, they show that one of the keys was legitimate. They have to, because it's, it's to. such a scam. They've really got to clear themselves by proving it could have been done. And, three, and now like... if the
0: adjudicator, Ricky Jay, could just very calmly take the key out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just very calmly, no sleight of hand there, nothing What's <laughs> yeah, that not over there? Oh, never mind. Here we <laughs> and go. And he opens it up and they're like, yeah, you could have walked away with this. Now, I'm a bit of a nerd for this type of a thing. But at the end, Suddy was like fanning herself with the money all sexy and she went, you could have had this boys. It was
2: only the first yeah. top dollar was a, the rest of it was just money that was blank. It's just like Hustle when they swap out the briefcase yeah. with the one that's got real, real dollars on the top and the bottom but blanks in the middle, baby. As we
0: should have known something was up when Vince McMahon was wearing a high-vis vest. like.
1: <laughs> well, to, to, to be fair though, they're not going to let like that little kid walk out of there with a million dollars cash are they
2: <laughs> someone's not seen the cartman land episode <laughs> or right when well, they gave
0: away a house an in your house yeah that was janky as well but this this even million dollar mania at least gave us moments like charlie Hosco and like you know trying to work the crowd or Gray great cali ringing a phone or vincent man being crushed well the difference in those know. competitions is they had winners that's true there were some winners yeah And Vince McMahon being rickrolled as well. There's good memories. And Jim Ross being very upset. Good memories. This has got to be the worst one they've ever done. Mm. Is there anything worse than this? Chocolate Starfish But Thank at least you. That was, was just sure. Yeah that least. was sure. And yeah. it wasn't like Oh your are to Gonna to give you a million dollars They gave him Some fucking Promotional Snickers Snickers yeah.
2: Cruncher Isn't even available anymore Like you know They should have put more emphasis On the trip to SummerSlam Being yeah. a great prize Because that's really All the kid got out of it like. yeah.
0: I would have done this Closer to the main event Because these kids Were like very upset Like mm. rest of the show Is going to be shitty Coming up next The British Bulldog Taking on Ken Shamrock For the European Championship if the British
1: Bulldog doesn't win, he will be buried alive in dog food. <laughs> <laughs> the, the state of the tail of the tape card. I didn't see those a time. Give, the give me some oh, highlights like, Bill. Well, it, they're both gurning into high hex. <sighs> and it's, it's also so low res. It's like <laughs> it looks like it looks like it's a, a photo of a photo.
0: I think both men are so vascular Billy that technology at the time couldn't actually capture mm. the full musculature and, and vascularity <laughs> of Ken Shamrock and the British bulldog. The camera would just steam up automatically Is <laughs> what it is. It's compensating so the camera has to buffer to make up for this <laughs> like so, the build-up for this was, again, just very broad because these guys were broad strokes feuding as part of, you know, Canada versus US, even though one guy's from fucking England. But, yeah, the dog food. We only had one real build-up for this, which was the arm wrestling contest on Raw, which ended up in the British Bulldog getting out. You know, when it's a big can of dog food for a really big, smelly dog? Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it's a big, smelly dog, so it's all full of eyes
1: and stuff. Yeah. Like... <laughs> the pedigree chub. Yeah. The moment that comes in the plastic sausage. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> this dog
0: is too big for me to have any ethics about what it's going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, I'm sorry, you're too big. Like, <laughs> I just open this
2: drum <laughs> and I pour it out.
0: Yeah, like, if, if you're like a small dog, you can get one of the little small ones that looks like pate that yeah, probably tastes yeah. very nice mm-hmm. you're a little terrier I care a lot you're one of these big fucking elephant dogs you're like. living
1: like a Victorian orphan you know yeah. you
0: get what you're fucking given. I'm just going to feed him entrails and bone meal whatever the <laughs> fuck it is fill him up like he's an Alsatian so yeah we did get in the build for this Ken's trying about getting dog food smeared all over him very scary it looking after being headbutted
2: yeah. we've seen dog food before on the Smackdown crawl we have we've got a boss man in Al Snow situation that mirrored this very similarly I never had a
0: dog only, only had a cat, so mostly dry food, uh, folks at home, cat welfare, dry food is best for cats. But I thought that dog food was thicker. Than mm. the stuff here. This is more of a slurry. Yeah, this is more again, a,
1: like, like like wet cat food. You can get it in jelly. You can yeah. get it. You can get it in gravy. Because I always or you have can thought get this, you like, had a to... solid mass. It looks like a bunch of Weetabix Like used. Yeah. yeah, I thought you had to work the can to get it out. Like <laughs> you know,
0: you had to kind of grind it down a little bit. You mm. know, like the Undertaker would would rub his his elbow on someone's face. You had to <laughs> rub it up
2: on the can to loosen the jelly. Like
0: this stuff flowed like wine.
2: Yeah, it's fucking disgusting.
0: Uh, The brown stain on the mat that was there for the rest of Raw was not a fun one. (laughs) And we got some shots of chunky dog food. Uh, That's my brand. Oh boy! One night only, plug. Yeah, that's coming up. It is coming up. Heading to the UK. All I know is that there is a contingent of UK fans who are like, we'll never forgive WWE because of what happens on that night. Oh, boy. Um, Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Uh, Me and Adam going back to the UK pay-per-views at last. We'll be coming at you. We've announced our main event here. It's HBK and the Bulldog. Fucking A. If Bulldog's got his belt, it'll be for the European Championship. So, yeah, I'm excited for this match.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm keen on both guys. Yeah, minute, like they're both good performers in '97. And you know, Shamrock
0: was a lot better, a lot quicker than I gave him credit for. And Bulldog was just a lot better than I ever knew he was. I'm. All about the Bulldog right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Like, even little things. Like, he's been on commentary and stuff with Owen, holding his own, being really funny. Like, they're, they're doing these little things, like getting underneath his skin, saying, ah, oh, I think people are saying that Ken Shamrock's, like, the strongest man. Like, what? How dare you? I'm the strongest man in the World Wrestling Federation. I like the idea that he's a little bit smaller. Yeah. And he's a little bit angry about the fact that mm. there is possibly someone stronger than him. In their arm wrestling contest, he headbutted him and smashed him with a chair load. You know, it was... Really cool to see this Bulldog character have a bit of a wrinkle to us. And on that note, because I was so invested, Adam Bivelone's gonna take us through this matchup.
2: Hey, okay, so straight off the bat, as Shamrock's making his entrance, that he does the Austin and Rock, like, he runs in the ring and, like, starts pounding him immediately because the dog food was such a fucking serious sore point, like. Shamrock leads Bulldog around and almost immediately it starts getting clunky because he tries to do an Irish whip and then he stops and he's like, oh no, different direction go this way instead so already there's a bit of like clunkiness to it they roll outside Ken works him over and slams him into the ring post and into the steps they're they're hitting each other hard they're wailing on each other like they're they're making up for like any hesitancy or lack of preparation by just clubbing the fuck out of each other a lot and I guess as well if you are
0: following up you know as you're the bulldog you're the veteran it's up to you to make sure this you know the new star the new toy Ken Shamrock gets a nice bit of shine and his last match was with Vader yeah the last big Mm. featured match He really is working double time here to make sure that the matches are still very
1: physical, but also maybe... Safer. <laughs> yeah. King is repeatedly getting distracted by the smell of the dog food. Green. He's audibly being distracted by—is that off-putting a smell that he can't pay attention to this match?
2: It's not even open, is it? Is, is no, it, it is, is open. open right is, it's, it's, it's it's like opened open.
1: It. It's extra chunky and extra square mm. as well, mm. which make, it also makes me think that it's not actually real dog food.
2: You've got to hope not.
1: I'd, I think I think it's I think it's gimmicked. I really <laughs> would hope it's
2: just <laughs> some sandwich filling. <laughs> How like. do
1: you gimmick it? You get like some corned beef hash or something like
0: that. All right, like, like the I nougat reckon. from a and chop it up and then set yeah. it in a, yeah, in a plain yeah. jelly that would work
2: that would already work okay. oh there we go I have
1: seen someone pretend to eat a jar of cat food that was, was ends up just being like a bunch of um, chocolate and stuff melted down but it looked legit like a tin of cat food. Yeah,
0: that's we we could we could get up a little cottage business going here for all the indies in the UK, like we could we can make foodstuffs to look like gross things. Like it's not really someone's dog, we just made
2: Chinese food.
0: Like it's not it's not actually pepper.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Billy, what was the contact? Was that the fringe or something? What was the person doing eating the cat food? Just uh, uh, yeah, uh, like. gen-
1: general, general prank. He's do, oh, do, do you want to see me eat some cat food? And I was like Yeah. <laughs> so he just comes in, eats cat food. What's the matter? It's a prank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: You don't get
0: my sense of humour. <laughs>
2: Back in the ring, Ken gets Davey in the ankle lock and Davey immediately scrambles to the ropes. So that's great that they're already putting over. Ken is a submission specialist. And right? they've
0: done it with Ken on Raw where he's put people out with other submission moves like yep.
2: sleepers and stuff like that. I love that loss. You just You don't want him to get you in any sort of hole because no. chances are it's game over. Like Then we get some real Big Show style corner offence from Ken. Mm. Slams Davey in the corner, clubbing him a little bit. Brr, brr. Bulldog takes control and does a big standing suplex as King is going on about the nauseous smell of the dog food. And then Bulldog puts Ken into a nice long rest hold. And this will be the next five or ten minutes of the match now as Ken breaks out every now and then, maybe gets in one move, but then it's, it's back to the sleeper again constantly. Davy starts wailing on Ken with some more headbutts, which I like is becoming, I guess, part of his mm. set. It's just the thing that Davy does. He's a fucking headbutter. Is that, what,
0: is that what Bulldogs do? I guess. I guess. Yeah. That's why their noses are flat. They're, they're, they're literally flat because so they can bite you, they can still breathe. Yeah, That's that's literally why they have those noses. Mm. Those
2: poor little monsters. Ken Shamrock doing what he does best and bleeding from the mouth now. I don't know mm. what this is meant to have been from. He's got the like, sauce out of He's got the happened. sauce going on right here. Bulldog is back in control firmly and throws Ken into the steps, then goes for a big suplex outside. But... Davey's like about to lift Ken up to do the actual lift you over my head part of the suplex and Ken just falls forward onto his knees. And and Ken was
0: quite there for him, wasn't
2: he? JR said that it was Ken doing, like, a takedown. He went for, like, a double-leg takedown to cover for it. But it looked to me like Ken just had no idea what he was doing. Like, mm. hard to say. Back in the ring, Ken is on his knees while Davey is punching him in the face. And Ken is literally just, like, LOD style, yeah. just staring at Davey. Like, not, not <laughs> reacting in any is way. Is it that he just like, doesn't know
0: that he has to sell, or is he opting
2: not to? I think it's not intentional. Yeah. I, I think, because there's no selling when it's like, you motherfucker, you trying to hit me. But Ken is just looking at him like, okay, now what are we going to do next? What's the next yeah, thing, it's right? very, very obvious he's, that Ken's He's so, still green, yeah. is he? He's not in the moment at all here. Like, a bit more time in the sleeper again, and then we go back outside. Davey gets the dog food and slaps it right in Ken's fucking face. What a
1: noise it made. Yeah, so it made me laugh thinking about this, because we're still waiting for scary Ken to come out. Yes. As, as it made me laugh, imagine if this was the thing. Well, this if is this what is, they imply. This is the first freak out that we've actually but, like, seen this was is with the, the thing dog that food. pushes him fully over the edges getting dog but food thrown but at The him. first time Ken literally the
2: Dah! like the, mm. you know, the, literally the yeah. pose, the eyes, the big zoom on him, it's been with the dog food. Yeah. And that's what happens here. Is when like the, the match is going on, and davey has been in control for a few minutes, but then he dog foods Ken in the face, and then Ken gets the eyes, and he's like, Dah! And it's meant to be like you've gone too far, you've unleashed yeah. the demon, you've
0: unleashed the world's most dangerous man. Because if you think about it, Ken's not been an angry guy on
2: TV at all. You know, he's been he- very soft-spoken. He's, he's like. been. Hey but it's a little mild I think it doesn't he doesn't quite go full 10 out of 10 Ken Shamrock here no he's not
0: Wrestlemania 14 Ken here no No. I did love the reaction, and I like the, the post match here then because you get the DQ.
2: Well, yeah, Ken hits him with the can of dog. That's the difference. Davey yeah. scooped out the dog food and slapped him with him. That's legal. That's fine. Yeah, meats
0: are legal in wrestling.
2: Ken used the tin, and that is over the line. Like if it's yeah. organic matter, it's legal. Yeah, but as soon as you get into man-made materials, if like- you can
0: eat it, it's it's legal to hit with. That's why if you hit a goat with a can, it's okay because a goat will eat a can. You know. <sighs> Don't do that. I want to see a Federation
2: replace light sticks with baguettes because I think that would be fucking amazing. Oh, yes! Mm. But yeah, you're right. So uh, afterwards, Ken is going insane and I think, what is it the hold he puts Davy in? It's not the ankle lock, is it?
0: It's like a rear naked choke. It's like a choke hold.
2: It's like, yeah, it's like Joe's Koji Clutch. Yes. And you get like five or six refs and officials come out and none of them are like, trying to stop him they're just like Ken could you ah, no. could come you, on Do you not choke Look. out him Pat Pat come here maybe you should ask him Pat tell him tell him because he's going he's,
0: he's going there
2: now a bit too much with that old chokehold No, you've got dog food around your chops now but there's no need for that. do this. you want
0: us to write it down for you <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know but I think I may have had a bit of a different reaction to this I really loved this match Oh really? I did. I did. I did enjoy it. It was chaotic but I did enjoy it. However only beforehand I think I misremembered something that Billy told me because I thought because Jim Neidhart's not here tonight mm. and you dropped a little tidbit about crack smoking Jim and Bulldog yeah. and SummerSlam and I thought it was this SummerSlam so I thought this was Bulldog who had come from a crack den oh, and then was wrestled the match and I was like Ah well now Fair you high. know and what was that that he had again was it? Because he did a very he actually had a very good match. Crack, was it? That, mm. No no no, mm. I just I just write that down now as a Crack, was it? <laughs> Where was it that he was getting that? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was good the match.
1: No, I'm just it mightn't be for me now, but it just it seemed to do well for him, like So this was not that interesting. No, this wasn't Crack Summerslam Crack Summerslam was Wembley Stadium. Okay,
0: that's different. So maybe I'm taking down a little bit. Maybe there was a little bit less explosiveness. But for a match that was maybe meant to be not the spectacular show stealer. And kept a lid on Ken. But also showed you some character for Ken.
2: Not bad rating for the Bulldog, I thought. Yeah, I had higher hopes. Yeah, because like you say, both these guys are doing pretty well at the minute. Kenny is green for sure, but Bulldog is awesome right now. So mm. I expected this to be a lot better than what it was. However, the post match was awesome. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. when the refs do get Ken to stop, he just fucking belly to bellies everybody. Yeah. yeah. And this is like the loudest the crowd has been all night it's up to this point. The crowd come unglued. Eventually, the ring is cleared. And I think we get like quite a significant moment here where Ken is just stood looking at the crowd, and you can sort of see it in his eyes like this is working. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're into this, and he just stands there and he goes, Dah! and everyone goes, Way. big scream, big pop. Yeah, <laughs> the Ken yeah. Shamrock
0: story. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you're right, the big eyes. Yeah,
2: I think you can see oh, him realise this is working at this point.
0: It's time for a yeah. caca k- yeah. caption contest. Yeah. Little did you know that I had a traption set up here for you the entire time, Adam. And it's now time for a caption contest brought to you by I don't know, making you dick cards.
2: Yeah, dick pills. Who wants a free twenty five pill bottle of dick pills? You just have to pay one dollar shipping or some shit.
0: But Adam, I'm unsure whether or not I need such an aggressive medicine in my diet.
2: Oh you do. You do. Even if you've never had a problem with ED in your yeah. life, you, every man needs these pills.
0: Wait, are you telling me that with a soft, chewable tablet, I can get my dick as hard
2: as Bruce Pritchard, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff? All the sex gods of the modern era, Kevin. That's exactly right. You can get yourself a nice hard boner, and the only thing it's going to cost is a strain on your heart. Speaking of sponsorship, today's caption contest is brought to
0: you by AE Commentary, or Subsidiary, which exists on Selfie.com, Forward slash AE podcast, or more likely over at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. Hey, Adam do you like movies?
2: I sure do, Kevin.
0: Well, then I've got a podcast for you. Cinema Swirl. No, oh. wait. Do you like us talking
2: over movies? I sure do, Kevin.
0: Well, then I've got the thing for you. Selfie.com forward slash AE podcast. There's over a dozen available now. I'm sure people are aware, you know, from way back in our, our OG paid content. We didn't be on the mat to get a microphone way back in yeah. 2014,
2: but we've had a few additions since then. It's been a long ride on the AE commentaries. We've covered so many WWE. Studios flicks, we've looked at things like The Chaperone starring Triple H, Her Dad Did Time, Now He Wants Quality Time. Uh, We're
0: one of only seven people to have seen that movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The other six were Triple H's family. Yeah,
0: well, he counts as three, you see, because that that, that was was all. We've also got the regrettable crossovers with the Flintstones. We've also got crossovers with Scooby-Doo, CM Punk, Best in the World, The Scorpion King, See No Evil, and Adam, most recently, one which we deliberated on, a very special commentary track near and dear to our hearts. It is available now. It is, of course, the one and only Spider-Man.
2: Not any Spider-Man. 2002 Sam Raimi Spider-Man. And yes, it does star Randy Savage for about five minutes, so it is wrestling adjacent. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, that is absolutely fine for us to do it. We um and about it for ages, because obviously this is going out of the wrestling movies category a little bit. But I can say we recorded it recently, and I don't normally do this, but I did watch it back with our commentary over, and I think this is the best commentary track we've ever done, Kevin. So
0: we went from um and on to teeing and heeing, is what exactly. you're saying here. Exactly. Now, with that kind of a turnaround, without even the need for medication, that's pretty amazing. So you can get them all for $5 a piece over at selfie.com forward slash AE podcast. But in all fairness, if you want to get some value for money and get a whole lot of audio content to listen to and enjoy whenever you darn well please, for $20 you get access to every single commentary track we've ever done. $20? Wait,
2: that that song, that can't be right because $20 is like four commentary tracks
0: yeah I, I've crunched the numbers it's fine
2: no we're, we're giving them all the way for $20 it's
0: alright that
2: can't be good
0: our prices are so low you'll think we'll have suffered erectile desto- brain damage <laughs> and as well as becoming a $20 backer you don't just get access to all that selfie goodness you get of course the Smackdown Crawl you get all the games and ship the video series you get all of the tech. you get all the Q&A's and everything in between so why not consider a little one off boost to your subscription or join us at patreon.com AE commentary many more to come in the months and years to
2: follow yeah we would love your suggestions what you want to hear us cover next we've got a few ideas such as knucklehead Or Inside Out. I don't want to do that. But maybe someone out there will suggest something, but maybe everyone's going to get in touch and be like, hey, you guys should just watch a great movie. Why don't you just
0: chill out, have a nice good time with The
2: Wrestler? Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) We're not doing The Wrestler. No, we're not doing that.
0: Absolutely not. Fun fact, we literally tried that once before, and no, we're not doing that.
2: Not fun. So, the caption du jour, Adam. Yes, we have got Todd Pettengill in his lovely purple Joker jacket that he's wearing. And he has got special guest referee Sean Michaels next to him, who's holding up his fist and pulling a bit of a funny face. How would you describe the face that Sean's doing here? It's mid punch
0: in that uh, you, know, you spent a while in our season three talking about the, the moving graphics
2: or the animated match cards.
0: You know, Sean Michaels punched himself. He's mid punch in the, ch- yeah, in and the he's chin. about to go,
2: oh! Yeah. <laughs> And Todd, also Todd, we should say his face, very much sort of like, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, six-figure contract, can you believe? I'm out the door. He is out the door. Sorry to ra- see you go, Todd. You can't
0: see below his waist, but he literally has one foot out the door there. It's very, it's stretched quite far. And his
2: suitcase like. in his hand. Like.
0: <laughs> we got some captions here at facebook.com forward slash... Attitude Era Podcast, take part in caption contests, goofs, videos, all that great stuff. Give us a like. And we also have some captions here on Twitter.com where you can find us at AE Podcast. Starting off here, we got Max Alexander, and this is good when a caption contains within it a new picture that they have devised. Ah, uh, now. Introducing the new Shawn Michaels, Todd Penningale collaborative album. Now, that's what I call Shin Music, Volume 20. Order today to receive hits such as Baby Got Back Pills. <laughs> click click boom wait hang on click click oh like the click yes okay that's good titles I stripped from Brad Hart tune of total eclipse of the heart oh, for fuck's sake Todd put a smile upon my face 413 SummerSlam night heartbreak won't sell that's tune of the heartbreak hotel <laughs> Arthur's theme and many more <laughs> Arthur's theme <laughs> what? I'm just assuming it's a, got some OG Arthur fans in the house. Maybe, like, yeah. Like, remember that episode of Arthur where they want kids, like, I want to eat vegetables? And then they're like, well, you will. And then they did.
2: And they switched in music to him, yeah. Yeah, right very good At TNW Podcast on Twitter, Brett walks into the room. Todd. Pink and black, is it, sir? Ooh, suit you, sir. I expect you're plagued by them, aren't you, sir? The ladies. Sean Michaels. Will you be having any sunny days today, sir? Ooh, suit you, sir. <laughs> they are stood in that, like, the suit you, sir, they way. Absolutely.
0: Like. Most DX 1997 promos, without spoiling the rest of this season, have the same homo and disregard for human interaction <laughs> that that sketch does. David McCartney here. Mr. Michaels, could you give us your thoughts on your first week working at Foot Locker? <laughs>
2: We've got quite a few of those, actually, yeah.
0: And I would say, as someone who worked in Footlocker's rival Shoe for a couple of summers in Galway, the scum of the earth and they don't know how to sell <laughs> shoes. So there you go. Fucking fight me on Shop Street, you cowards.
2: At the Dirty Jose on Twitter saying, Saudi Arabia. And then followed up with, yeah, it was low effort, but last time I thought I sent a pretty clever one, it got ignored for all the Simpsons references, so there's no need to be bitter now, Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah, now honestly. what you
0: should have done there now is like combined the two. You see, was that Jose, was it? Yeah. Now, Jose, you should have combined the two. There is what you should have done. You should have taken the very hot-blooded political situation in Saudi Arabia and added in a bit of classic
2: Simpsons. That's like, what we all need right now. Eat
0: my blood money, that type of a <laughs> thing. You know, Nick here feeling cute might screw Brett later.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: At LS Wayne twenty-one.
3: Ask me on a Valentine's date at WWF New York. I dare you.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would probably be... I mean, 97 Shawn Michaels or 99 Shawn Michaels at, 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 a, at a Valentine's dinner.
2: I feel like you get a conversation out of 97 at least.
0: Yeah, that's true. Hello, Louise. Sean, after nailing his sunny days promo. Yeah, you did a good job there, Sean. You really upset everyone.
2: Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> at sound here on Twitter saying... Basically, Todd, if anyone steps out of line, I'll give them one of these. Sitting on a bench just out of shot is Triple H. Basically, that's what I've been looking for. And then they just said, do the voice, Kevin. Do the voice. Hey. Say, just say basically and we can be done with this. Basically. There we go. All right. hey. Let's move along now. <laughs> Al underscore Vim here says, Well, Shawn Michaels, you say the Blue Blazer inspired your return to the ring? Sean Sean Michaels, where is he? I'm the human humbug, and I'd like a word with Michaels myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why, I order. He is dressed like a humbug. He like. is it's very good.
0: I like that we got the broad, the broad stretch of everything that referee stripes entails—from yes. from hard-boiled sweets to Newcastle football teams. It was, <laughs> it was good to see here. Christopher Fry, I can never think of anything clever enough to say about one of these, but I've always wanted a shout-out. Maybe I can get one just for the hell of it. I don't think that's going to happen, Christopher, sorry.
2: Oh. Maybe next time. Maybe, try again.
0: <laughs> Ned Peterson Bomb, rare footage from the ATM camera when Sean checked his bank account after
2: Saudi Arabia.
0: <laughs> ka
2: <Ka-ching! laughs> <laughs> From Jesse Marie Roberts at Hawkeye Warrior. Coming to USA Network this fall, it's the new hit sitcom that the critics just love. Todd Pettengill and Shawn Michaels are the unbearable cunts. <laughs> you will learn to love to hate them. <laughs> You will learn to love to hate
0: <laughs> Adam Scully, a rare picture where Shawn Michaels isn't the biggest prick is. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fisher, a visibly frightened Todd Pettengale Fighting to hide his smile For fear that a deranged Sean may steal it And keep it as his own
4: <laughs> I like to think
0: he'd be like the Predator He's got like, you know, a sash full of smiles yep, And he's stolen away. and polished
2: Pumpkin Spice Rach At Thorny on Main says And then I told Candido Holding up his hand with the fist there This ain't the hammer But I wasn't sure he got it So I went back to make sure he knew that the hammer Is my penis <laughs> Nice bit of Dr. Horrible there.
0: Very good. Alexander McCaig, fight you.
2: What? Just a little Alan Partridge there, brighten the day. At Daniels on MM says, the referee's a wanker, lol. Ben Crawford. Cut to Jim Ross. Closed fists. Expose the business. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh shit, Kevin. We've I've scrolled to the bottom of Twitter here, and we've reached the show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive content. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! That's uh, pretty dodgy. Hang on a second. Let me just check and make sure my parents are aren't around. Yeah, they still don't know about podcasts. Oh, is. okay, it's okay, good, we're good, good. good, we're good. Okay,
2: let's have a look then. Du-du-du-du-du. Oh, actually, I don't want to read that. <laughs> I actually don't want to read that.
0: <laughs> you get the sunny filter, not turned off, not working for you, is there?
2: Funnily enough, the ones that were marked offensive didn't involve Sonny. It involves Billy Gunn, but I'm st- I still ain't reading it, like... What the fuck is going on then, Adam? He's saying he's got fisted by Billy Gunn. Oh, became lot, the became the break kid. A lot, lot of fisting. A lot, so, lot of fisting, a yeah. lot of Sunny lot of smell my fist okay there is one here that was marked offensive I will read out from Jonathan Joyce, 17 two no good snivelling hyenas they were complicit in Scar's rule of terror Simba got screwed man I've got the gem to stand up to Scar and those hyenas
0: <laughs> and the worst bit of course is when Stu fell off the, the top of the eh. no dad come on Papa. you know wake up he goes over and he nudges him, come on, Papa, and he's like, yeah, you should never let your guard down, even when you think I'm dead, and then he grabs him, <laughs> stretches him stretch stretches that rear naked choke, and then what I do is, what I do is I get my claw, and I just <laughs> oh, rub, it, rub it behind your ear <laughs> like this. <laughs> Yes, sir!
2: Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus.
0: Well, we're not going to top that, are we, Adam? I think that's a good place as any to wrap this up. A good place as any to wrap it up. Let's head back to August 1997. Summerslam continues. Backstage, it's Taz Pettingale with Shawn Michaels. He's letting everyone know that tonight he's a special guest referee. But if he's tricksy and he favours one person over the other... He can't wrestle in the United States ever again. So, Michaels is back. Depending on who you ask. Notably him. He is ready to go. He was Mm -hmm. meant to be in the flag match. Then they're like, no, he will not be in the flag match. Mm -hmm. He was making out that he's 100%. Came out in Canada. With the the bad knee. You know, the knee, the the unwilling knee. Mm -hmm. First thing he did, takes off his shirt, walks into the ring, dances around. Does a backflip off the top rope... Dances around and proceeds to cut a promo where he is sweating profusely, like, I'm absolutely fine! <laughs> summer slam <laughs> it's great because
2: in canada obviously he's a massive heel because bret hart hates him so much so you've got all these people booing this man that's meant to be like in no shape to work and he's like fucking doing backflips and <laughs> yeah shit. and he's there
0: trying to do the two camera like i'm the best shape of my career he's fucking dying on his feet here yeah. it was the most intrigued just because he went from being like... Shawn Michaels... Smiley... Hey guys... Shaking hands... Oh... Steve Austin... I might kick your butt... You might kick mine... To this... Weirdo... Mm. who's Sweating his face off... Pointing at his dick... Mm. Sticking miniature Canadian flags... Down his pants... Yep. Flipping off the back... You know... Flipping off the turnbuckle... Talking about how everyone in Canada is like going to suck his dick or whatever. It's like, who is this guy? But I was never more worried for Shawn Michaels in or out of the ring than during that promo. Because he looked like he was going to pass out. Mm. He was drenched in sweat head to toe. It reminded me of like, you know when Warrior came out to do his promo and he just couldn't stop sweating. Yeah. You know when wrestlers come out and they're in front of the
2: lights and just their body can't mm. handle the adrenaline? I don't know what it is. Doesn't stop Vince from looking so delighted every second he's in the ring with Sean, though. Like, Vince has got that bit. I know people always go on about Vince fancying Sean, but the way he smiles yeah. when he's in the ring, yeah. Sean gets down on his knees and he's like, I'm begging you, boss man. And Vince is like, looking at the crowd like, Oh, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Oh, my. <laughs> and I'm not even the birthday girl. <laughs> <though>. yeah, <laughs> Vince
0: is enamored with Shawn Michaels. Absolutely.
2: To the point, Adam, I think that he
0: can't even tell. What's wrong with Shawn Michaels? No, that's it. I think
2: if Shawn is telling Vince, I'm good to go, Vince is going to believe it because he's in love with him. And,
0: you know, all the while where people are wondering about how Brett and Shawn are getting on, how Brett's affecting Shawn and Shawn's affecting Brett, people aren't asking the most important question, which is how Vince McMahon is affecting Brett and Shawn and how Shawn Michaels is fucking affecting himself. Mm -hmm. Because, again, this work environment where, I don't know if people are being looked after the way they should be. Does Shawn Michaels really need to be in main event situations? He's a fucking performer you can't take your eyes off of. Even here in this little promo, he's, he's got it. Like, he mm-hmm. still has it, even in this state that he's in. But there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, the, the more Sean's been geared up to be back and in the main event, the more I'm worried about him. Yep. Coming up next, Vince McMahon. 10 man tag team action. Eight man tag team yep. action. Literally a graphic right there to tell you. Faction warfare. Los Boricas taking on. D O A. <laughs> D O A are over. Yeah. I don't know how to break it to you both. They are over and people love them, what they're seeing so far. Hmm.
2: Why do you think this is? People like bikes. People like bikes. <laughs> people like factions at this time, as evidenced by NWO, DX, yeah. Nation of Domination. There's a lot kind of that thing. going around in the, in the business, yeah. And there is a lot about the presentation of these two gangs that is cool. Okay. I think we talked about this before—that the fact that they've got the uniforms, distinct looks, distinct the warriors, themings. baby. Yeah, yeah. It is. Vince Russo's seen that movie. They should have had the announcer be like, "Okay, Barpos. The- <laughs> <laughs> Los Barriques are going to take on the Disciples of the Apocalypse."
1: I, um, I thought I would do some googling into what Los Barriques meant because I, I thought it was, oh, was yeah. going to be—it's going to be something cool. Good shout! Oh, yeah, that's, gonna be, that's it. It means the Puerto Ricans. <laughs> That's wow. literally what the team is called. Ah. The Puerto Ricans. This
0: is what we do. This is who we yeah. are. We're Puerto Ricans. <laughs> We're Puerto Ricans. <laughs>
2: yeah, Puerto like, Rico. Nothing, yes. nothing creative. No. wonder how long it took to come up with that. Like. Yeah. I mean,
0: look, what? They're getting TV time. They're getting a bit of character work, but it's the broadest of the broadest of the broad racial stereotypes. They're showing yeah. up in the big lowrider uh, yep. with the with the mamacitas, yeah. you yeah. know, playing loud music. Dress up like the blues brothers for some reason mm. that bit i don't really get other no. than the hurricanes and the warriors wear similar hats <laughs> I, I don't know but yeah they drive around in their low riders doa just show up constantly revving their motorbikes yeah. but the important thing is is all we've really seen even with lots of matches between them is we've seen maybe crush get in the ring for five or so minutes doing the usual crush crap and then it's eight men run in and it's a big brawl. Yep. And then someone starts revving up a bike. And yet the audience react to it because it's vehicles, it's loads of guys, it's pandemonium, and it's edgy. It mm-hmm. is edgy yeah. and it's working. This is it coming to a head here because now they have to wrestle a match.
2: Yes, that's it. There's only so many times that kind of pandemonium will pop the crowd. It is very much diminishing returns. So. And like,
0: I thought the obvious thing is these guys all got these fancy Titan bikes, which then become Harley-Davidson bikes, which then become Titan bikes because obviously they couldn't get the endorsement from Harley-Davidson yeah, that sake. they wanted. But like, I thought the obvious thing to do is, is you have the Bariquas fuck up one of the bikes. Or all of the bikes. Do something with the bikes. And what they actually did is they had Savvy go, Oh guys, you gotta come back with me. There's been a terrible accident They come back with what is it? And they're like, Look over all their bikes are fine, but wait, look over there like out of the corner of your eye, well off in the distance, there's one of the barriquas has one of the bikes and a very plastic bin, and he's like, "I'm ruining the bike," Rrr. and they're like, "The DOA, are like, oh, they've destroyed the bike, guys." And yeah, yeah. like, we can get the we can get the deposit back on that still. Oh yeah, I just pretended to hit it with a plastic bin. It's fine. So not really the not really the destruction and the violence mm. that you think you'd be seeing. Gang warfare the South African gang
2: will of course be making their presence known very soon they've (sighs) redebuted on Raw the Truth Commission and the Commandant I actually forgot about them I was thinking like oh of course it's not finished Nation of Domination has got to get involved fucking forgot about the Truth Commission
0: DOA Skull Chains Eight ball And Hitler Sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry there are two Nazis in here See yes. if you can figure out which ones are Oh those tribal tattoos are kind of strange looking Almost like they're SS tattoos That have been covered up Jesus Before we really had a handle on tribal tattoos It was the mid 90s You had to be there Los Baricas are in there working their asses off DOA are in there doing their thing <laughs> Yeah, they are
2: muscle-up statues, alright They
0: fucking suck yeah. They suck so fucking much Jose bouncing around for a couple of Nazis. He's there, <laughs> like you. They do not deserve you to sell this no. well for you in the middle of this match because there was like you know there were Nazis there. I was just kind of hoping DiCaprio would show up from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with his flamethrower, be like, <laughs> 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 and and burn them alive. But uh, no, it didn't happen. Perez, very hairy individual. Mm. Yeah, got to shave your
2: back chance. Great. That's always over
0: Barikas have got skills uh, they're also not going to get any push individually mm. the Barikas are here I think to get over the DOA who do
2: they think I think they think are a solid face team well, you got to remember about the Los Periquas is they're not from here, Kevin. Yeah. And that makes me sick.
0: Yeah, that's
2: that's obviously, you know, the,
0: this Puerto Rican contingent. Of course, famously, no Puerto Ricans in New York and New Jersey. Mm. Uh-uh. It's, it's pretty much bereft. It's just white biker gangs there, yeah.
1: pretty much, yeah. Something I was actually surprised by, though, in, in relation to Los Periquas is that they, all four of them, were actually Puerto Rican. Yeah, hey. because I was I was actually surprised by that because knowing WWE, business, we'll get anyone who's got slightly tan skin, <laughs> an just Italian say guy. Yeah, or... well, no, all guys are born in Puerto Rico; they are actually Puerto Ricans. Cool. So this is the type of thing that where their names are
0: passing mentions on commentary. You know, it's Savio; you're expected to know. The other guys are literally meant to be set dressing; their bodies. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think
1: they said like I didn't know I didn't know any of the guys' names, so I had to look them up. But I mean, they, they the skill set is there. Yeah, like, they, they, they know, were right.
0: They were very very good. Nod show up in the crowd, they go ringsides we get a hot chain to tags and they get another boring 8 man brawl Ahmed Johnson's back there here he is got his eyes on some biker, miker, liker I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here
1: Ahmed sucks Chance, what have they done to Ahmed? he's just a guy as well isn't he I can't believe it they've ruined it
0: no disrespect to like D'Lo or Farouk or whatever but he's just another one of these guys and Ahmed had star fucking power even Farouk I'd say like he's
2: star powered he's just a guy now one of twelve in this fucking endless gang war yeah we get my favourite line of the night here from King on commentary he says "Crush's family portrait is a courtroom sketch that's a pretty good one. I, I like, like that. that. That's good. I, I like... it this... because of his legal troubles. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I like about it, is that for whatever reason, yeah, Crush has been to jail, and that is literally the only thing about him that anyone can ever put over. Crush is pretty
0: much like the snake of WWE. It's yeah, like, why? The, <laughs> the only thing they have to do with him is like, he, yeah, he's a jailbird, I don't know. It's his character. <laughs> and they drive away on the bikes. You need premium, dude! <laughs> premium! And <laughs> they Johnson. Does the Pearl River plunge to chains in a way that completely protects him, but he lands on concrete? Yes. That is the most Ahmed Johnson thing yes, I've ever is. seen in my fucking life. You, you, you have massively hurt yourself without even realising it, and gotten someone else nice and safely over. I didn't even know it was meant to be his finisher yeah. until
2: Jr called. It.
0: Pearl River plunge. It wasn't even a proper one. He's kind of did a weird powerbomb. He didn't hook the arms no. properly. So, yeah, then he throws him back in the ring. Perez just hits, like, not even a dive and just a basic elbow drop. It was a nice elbow drop, but the Baruchas win. Gang brawl again, and the crowd is so much quieter now. It's like they've realized, like, this this is it. It's like when you have the Battle Royale to start. It's like, here we go! And I was like, oh, okay, nothing's going to happen then, is it? It's every Saudi Arabia match ever. This is (laughs) what happened here. Some talented workers Zero effort Mm. Skewed motivations And the crowd was not into it Most of them were sat down Crush goes vroom 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 on his bike too
2: Ooh American badass
0: Coming up next Intercontinental Championship on the line As the rocket own heart sits to fend against the toughest SOB In the World Wrestling Federation And public enemy number one in Canada Stone Cold Steve Austin
3: The Canadian Stampede I was the man that beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. One, two, one. I was the man that beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin back by himself. All oh, the brothers are beating him up. Austin back here by himself. <laughs> I was the man that beat Stone Cold Steve Austin.
5: Look at these sick Canadians.
3: Can I wrestle him? Stone Cold
5: Steve Austin
3: has been handcuffed.
4: They better put leg on it too or he'll kick somebody else's
3: ass. I was the man that pinned his shoulders to the mat for one, two, three. I can't believe he's making hand gestures. And he's handcuffed. He doesn't give a damn. You can put my arms behind my back, but you can't shut up the fingers. I was the man that beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. If I cannot beat Owen Hart at SummerSlam after the match when he pins me one, two, three, if that happens, he can pull down his trunks, pull down his little panties, bend over and I'll kiss him right on his ass. The odds are that uh, I can beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. I beat him twice before, and with my Intercontinental title on the line, I can guarantee I can beat him again. I'll kiss his ass if I can't kick it,
0: and that's the way it's gonna be.
3: You better pucker up, son, because at Summerslam, you're gonna
5: kiss my ass. Hey, hey, hey!
0: Owen has been bragging non-stop since the last show, guys. Non-stop. They have one little kip of him. Good. I, I pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's repeated <laughs> This guy won't shut up. I beat I beat I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. What did you do? I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hey Steve Austin, check this out. I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh Stop saying it, Owens. <laughs> now, there's like no bill for this. Like no. at all. Austin's just like, tell you what, I'm gonna challenge for this bill now. Yeah. And if I don't win for no reason in particular,
1: well, I will kiss own heart's ass. Okay. okay. Again, the way he says it is is like as is, as it's not binding. The way that Austin presents him say, "I'll kiss your ass," doesn't mean like it. He doesn't deliver it in such a way that he legit thinks that that's going to be a a thing that they're going to do.
2: Gorilla Monsoon is such a pedant, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. When he's writing up the contracts for the pay per view, he has in, to in pen include and paper yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has to include these stipulations.
0: I liked it a lot for one reason, which was that in the build up to this, we had you know the promos of the Art Foundation by passing the mic like Bulldogs, like Shamrock, I'm gonna get you, Goldust, I'm gonna get you. They cut to Own Heart, and Own Heart's like, at SummerSlam, you're gonna kiss my ass, boy. That's what's gonna happen in this ring. I'm gonna beat you, and you're gonna have to kiss my ass, Steve Austin. Now on the network, I don't know if you know this, Billy. If you have captions on, they get rid of the swear words. Oh, you really? So we had an excellent image with Own Heart really aggressively pointing at the camera, going, "I'm gonna make you kiss my blank, boy. <laughs> kiss Sunday. I've heard a boy at a pole, but kiss my boy. It's gonna happen." <laughs> One of these men is going to kiss Dominic Risterio at the end of tonight. I've heard of kissing my sister, but my boy. (laughs) Boy, howdy. Don't make me sick. (laughs) Now, obviously, we were forged, or friendship, or bond, in the fire of the underwhelming. But hopefully it'll get better in the next few years, years of 2012 and 13 in wrestling. Mm. How can we talk about a stipulation as loaded as this and not bring up (laughs) Dolph? You there gonna kiss me ass, so yeah. In front of all these people. <laughs> Do you remember that
1: The Kiss me ass match. What
0: the fuck was that? That was
2: Seamus getting off, I believe, is what that was. Yeah. Like.
0: Isn't that they thought coming out of an Irish voice, ah, it'll sound cute though, won't it? It's not saying he's gonna kiss his ass. He's...
2: Kiss me ass! Yeah. Ho
0: ho! Pogue me horn rules, it'll be easy, sure. Ho
2: ho. F- I feel like in Vince's head, the kiss my ass gimmick was done. We've done it too many times in the past and then someday he heard the word arse and he was like now hold on a minute if we have Michael Cole say kiss my arse it could be a whole new match type pal because I remember for weeks it was specifically not a kiss my ass' match kiss me arse match and they would say that every time yeah not kiss me arse kiss me
1: arse
2: (laughs) well of course he says arse he's from (laughs) because we can't pronounce
0: the letter arse
1: I remember the match not being dreadful though. It was great. The match was alright. It was yeah.
0: that, that finish filling. Yeah. That sexy, sexy finish. Yeah. Where obviously D Malenko had been scrolling through clips for sales. Like, I got an idea of this finish. What if really, really strangely and sullenly, and everyone you can hear a pin drop? And then you slowly <laughs> unfurl your ass, which is kind of like Shames' ass is I don't want to say it's not a nice ass. I'm not gonna ask Shane but it's not the kind of ass where it's like Vince McMahon's ass is going to do tricks and stuff yeah. like that you know it was a very muscular it's a utility ass it's like a, it's like a rhino's ass Adam it's yeah. like it's all business mm-hmm. you know Yeah. and when he goes Dove yours are gonna kiss me arse so you are and Dolph is literally passed out like God. and then he very slowly and so sensually sexy. he does and then he pushes his face up against it shames his ass oh. so hard his face just softly comes up against it like like putting soft serve ice cream against a stone <laughs> and that's wrestling in 2013 <laughs> apparently I think I got Seamus over did it yeah yeah, yeah. It catapulted him to the top of the card mate. The, the high king Seamus so shocking Aww. to see good times now that we've gotten that out of our system because yeah. I don't want this to come up like Steve Austin broke his neck remember when Dolph Six <laughs> <laughs> kiss Seamus' bum and it was really sexy and weird who do we see backstage young lads oh my god it's baby Michael Cole Michael Cole who's Perhaps not familiar with the character of Steve Austin. Perhaps you should not be asking him those questions. Because Steve Austin tears him a new one. You've got clothes
2: on. I don't impress me, son. Oh, all right. Whoa. You tell him, Steve. You've, oh. you've got your your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's maybe making his way to the ring. And Cole is like literally chasing him. Like, stop. Steve, stop. I'm told, stop, stop, stop going stop. to wrestle him. He's like, C- Steve, are, are you prepared to kiss Owen Hart's ass? What kind of question is that? Like, well, as a matter of fact, I am. I made a stipulation for a very good reason, Michael. I'm a man of my word. Goddamn
0: Michael, you know, you asked me such a goddamn good question, man. You know, I almost feel like I'm here on the war zone with you, you're <laughs> Like a war correspondent almost. I am very happy to see young Michael Cole. I'm not sure it's his first appearance. I know that he appeared in nah, Survivor think, yeah. Series '96 might have been, but this is Boy Cole been brought out here. Get out of here, Todd. We got a shiny new boy. Legit. Austin coming out, this entrance. Just fucking brilliant. This is pure Steve Austin. The look. Mm-hmm. You know, we did Terry Funk recently for How To Wrestling, uh, which is really interesting. Like a character study almost, because Terry Funk is someone... And Austin's not said this himself in so many words, but I think that people have said this of Steve Austin, where he is the type of performer where he's not like, or oh, right, I'm going to do this, that, and the other now. He's the performer where before he goes out there, he is Steve Austin now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you see him, he's going to get you. Mm-hmm. Like this is him for real, being this, reacting like this, like it's a fight. And that is... that is not a character, that is him right now. You can't tell him he's performing. And you just see it from the way he walks out. My God. Is it interesting, or is it fair to say, to compare Steve Austin's work we've seen so far in Season 4 compared to the Austin that we would have seen in Season 1, or even Season 3 in 2001, where he came back after that surgery? Is this uh, Austin who was working much differently? Is he doing more stuff because I don't know
1: if I know as much of a difference in his work rate or his style. Uh, I think it's just bef- before this match, he's quicker. Yeah. I think he's just quicker on his feet. I think is the main thing, the main difference. In he terms sells of, more, maybe? Yeah, in terms of moveset, I'd say it's pretty similar, yeah. to be honest.
0: Because he wasn't taking Tombstone, I guess, here and there. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, there's a couple of moves he can't take now, I guess. But yeah, I'll just... Watching this match, it was amazing to see... Steve Austin works such a technical mat-based match with Owen Hart because mm. I thought Oh this is going to do the usual thing Owen will cheat then Austin will brawl and come back. This was all working the arm, working the the leg, working, you know, the shoulder, working the neck working a couple neck. of times. They preempted the neck as well in this. I mean, I'm just judging from you particularly Adam, you not have a very favorable face on you at the moment. How are you getting on with this match?
2: Oh no, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this match. Like mm. I got it. I thought it was a fabulous pairing like these two having the kind of match, like you say, where it's more about grappling and more about body parts. Like, Owen is doing that heart style of working, but he's so much nastier than Brett would ever yeah. degrade himself by being. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what I love about Owen, mm. is that he will go full villain.
0: I love when Owen does the sequence here. He does you know, the cartwheel, the backflip, the big blue blazer kind mm-hmm. of. Look what he can do. And Austin just pokes in the eyes. At the <laughs> end of it, that was brilliant. But yeah, really, really technical work from both guys. Owen starts stamping on Austin's hands. And King made the grossest line of the night. At this rate, not only will Steve Austin have to kiss Owen's ass, he'll make him French kiss it.
1: He said this before. He has an obsession with French kissing an ass, like a little tongue's going to come out of the ass, like,
2: get, like the Xenomorph. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's obsessed with seeing Owen's arse. He's he talking about how sweet it's gonna be, like, oh, it's gonna be so funny when Stone Cold loses and Owen has to pull his trousers down. And he's like, isn't it to be great when Owen moons a whole nation? I can't wait, like
0: I often find myself with Owen look kind of going, oh here's a guy who's well ahead of his time. He's doing stuff well ahead of his time. You know, my god though, the joint manipulation, and we make fun of joint yeah, manipulation, yeah. it's used so much in your know, NXT in the UK and all that jazz. But yeah, you see a young Pete Dunne watching this or whatever. The whole stuff here with the fingers. He's he's not even doing parts of it. He's doing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The stamping, breaking the fingers wide open, pulling them back. Biting fingers. Oh, whoa! I don't think I
2: remember Owen doing this nasty stuff before. I'd like to think it's just because it's stone cold. Like he doesn't normally fight guys that are so ruthless and so dirty themselves. Yeah. Like mm. if Owen's a bad guy, chances are he's fighting a babyface, so yeah. he needs to get really dirty for this guy. I fucking
0: love it. Austin gets tangled up in the ropes. We get more joint manipulation as he's tied up in the ropes. Austin with the stun gun and then hits a power bomb and Owen hurt. Owen leaves the ring And just demands To be counted out And just raises his arms Going yes Somehow I've won He He calls time out Just tries to run to the back Yeah they point out That he can win the belt And the stipulation Just by leaving now Owen gets back in the ring And gets back in control Austin attempts the sharpshooter And this is when The the neck chat Starts up in earnest Mm. Oh boy Like we get near falls That were I was so apprehensive At this point
2: JR's like, they're not just talking about how Owen wants to work the neck. He's talking about how Stone Cold has, at this point in his career, he's already had a history of neck problems. He's yep. already had yeah. issues in the past. He's
0: already broken someone's neck in Japan as well. Yes, so you know, almost is. the identical spot sequence as well. I heard about this. You know, Austin's talk about that one as much, you mm. know? It's a matter of interest because I know we had found before with a lot of Austin's big matches, he has done coverage on his podcast and all that, but he hasn't. Done a commentary on this one from our, our no, recollections I now it
2: might be a bit difficult for him, possibly. Like the
0: relationship between Austin and Owen Hart kind of uh, I don't think he gets much more guarded than that.
2: Mm. That's it. I don't think he wouldn't cover the match because of the neck injury. I think he'd be okay to talk about a match where he gets injured. I think it's because Owen Hart and things were weird and they never got closure together. Like, he would, t- I mean, on his podcast from listening a lot, he will talk about Owen, he will mm. talk about Owen's tragic
0: passing, all that stuff around it, him and Owen what uh, it was they, like immediately after this no, no.
1: And from, the, from what I've heard is that like after a while they were cordial again yeah so but they weren't they weren't close no I don't think but I don't know how close they were beforehand
0: no. that's the thing it's difficult to know with someone like Owen who's kind of like the locker room's mate in many yeah. respects yeah, I say that he's locker room's mate that's why he just pranks everyone in the yeah. locker room like So Owens back in control, he hits some German suplexes, really beautiful, I know what's coming and their sequence now is getting into them running the ropes Yeah. and every time they hit the ropes I was like literally my heart in my mouth, I've actually not purposely avoided this match.
1: But I have obviously avoided this match. I think I've yeah, seen it I've once. I've never seen it, so Sorry. I knew, Really. I've never seen it so I knew Was what... that on
0: purpose as well now, as a matter of interest that you're like, I don't want to watch a match where someone's neck gets broken.
1: No, it's just it just never never came across it yeah. in, in terms of something I was gonna watch it. People don't talk about it like, oh
0: you gotta see it.
2: Yeah, I, I, the reason I never saw it is because I just figured it's probably not worth watching. Not because I'm scared to see it, just because like, oh if Austin's neck gets broken, it's probably not gonna be a great match, is it? Like uh, what what
0: are your viewpoints on watching a match where you know someone's gonna have a Initially, career ending but at least a career altering injury it,
1: to my understanding of what people had said about it I knew it was off a pile driver mm. but my understanding of it as well was that Austin continues yeah and what I took that to mean is after he got everything back together there was going to be more match more match I right. see, I see. Fact, right. so that's what that's what took me the most by surprise is that Austin was clearly done yeah that you was have, it there was no more wrestling to be done audible like. call to the ref and Owen we need to go home. I my, my understanding of it was there was another at least another five minutes of this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they do often
0: go on about you know Austin finishing the match. He does finish the match, but it's
1: not. This isn't like when Taz
0: broke his neck and he fucking walked a mile to the hospital mm. or yeah. he wrestled the whole match or, or you Triple know,
2: H's quad yeah. yeah,
0: there's there's all these stories of like wrestlers doing these ridiculous slanks and all that, and I think Austin the severity of it was that there, no there wasn't like he, he could make it worse it was as worse as it could be yep. at the point it happened so they're, they're going off the ropes here I, I hazard to say that we did get the gloop of the night right before the fable spot where Owen had Austin and Shin Lockies in the ropes then Austin got up and cacked out a load of El and slime Aww. You know like I've got a special green pen on my there own it is. <laughs> that's your gloop of the night that's that like is surprising to me yeah. Kevin it's a lot of gook and gack that came out so <laughs> a lot of ooze I don't want to give it a time <laughs> go and look it up <laughs> We get any
2: colour on that gack there uh, they're,
0: they're, too, they're too busy there watching the, uh, the the kiss me arse match already they've checked <laughs> out like, like, what that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah it was a white and thick White and thick, white and thick, okay. like pancake batter that's been overworked. Okay, interesting. So it, it's not going to be nice. Too much gluten has developed in that goo. Little dosy dough. We get the pile driver. Vince McMahon immediately realizes. Yep. you can tell straight away that, like, because they're like, "Whoa!" And Vince is like, "Something's happened." I'm aware that someone may be hurt right now. He mm-hmm. he he knows straight away. And yeah, I mean, you you thought there might be a continuation of the action. How do you describe what Austin does to finish the match? So.
1: I think... Oh, I I don't know what... He, he's obviously whispered something to the ref... Who's then whispered something to Owen... Where he's said to Owen... Gloat to the crowd... Just do what Austin yeah.
2: does... Owen
0: looks so worried... Yes yeah. he,
2: he is shaken up... Like. Like you
0: compare this to, say you know, when Seth worked with Sting... Those few years ago... Mm. and A similar thing... Like he thought he'd fucked the guy up forever... Seth was also similarly very nervous, but also I think it felt like it was more of an infrastructure in place that they had they knew they knew how to kind of handle a yeah. plan like
2: this, whereas this felt like it almost caught them off guard. And also in Seth's case, it was an old timer at the end of his career. Yeah. This is the guy like the the guy that we're building our industry around yeah exactly this
0: this is now this is in a day and age right here before we have the contingency plans and i think there is a big panic there like what do we do Mm -hmm. he's broken his neck yeah what what how do we finish the match there's a stipulation Mm -hmm. he can't be kissing no ass yeah exactly yeah yeah and wouldn't mind as well they're like you know austin on his podcast and documentary is like we had the stipulation we had to we had to honor the stipulation i had to win no one cares about the no. stipulation you brought it up passingly it didn't need it yeah. it's totally
2: pointless yeah. if there's anything that can excuse the stipulation going ahead I think the fans will understand a broken neck yeah really right it feels serious. like the
0: only reason they gave the stipulation is that they weren't confident that Owen Hart and Steve Austin having a match on it's own and the competition between those two wrestlers and their two personalities wasn't going to be good enough yeah. like Owen and Austin are made to wrestle and a great and ma- it's a great yeah, match it is, is it's a great it, match it, without the stipulation it would have been remembered probably as a classic match if they got to where they wanted to go yeah. because they were just amping it up here yeah. and they were going hell for leather
1: but, but instead you can you can obviously see the way that his legs are moving he's not got full control of his legs Austin can't even, his hands, his he, so he can't elbows his arms. He can't move he's his he's Yeah, he has to just slowly turn himself over and do the weakest I mean obviously needs most, he has to end the match yeah. somehow yeah. but and Obviously, I don't. You can't possibly knock Austin for this finish. No, absolutely absolutely not. But it is such a weak roll up. Where, you know, it, it's, it, it does take away from this match. I think what it does is it underlines the severity yeah. of the injury. Yes, because definitely.
0: if he just went, quick roll up, and then it was like, one, two, three. I don't think he would have actually taken this as seriously. But it's, it's
1: the fact he can't even pull Owen down. Owen has to drop down. Yeah, him. Owen has to roll onto his back. Yep. And then Owen has to kind of just essentially... Cradle himself. Cradle
0: himself. Yeah. And like, Austin can't stand up. Earl has to hold the belt for him. Three
1: refs holding him up, and he still can't... Well, hold his own weight
0: and you see the look in his eyes he is he is not there nope. he is completely I, I cannot believe he managed to finish it it is, it is it's mm. is—it's like one of those testaments to the human spirit type of things it's one of those things you tell someone who's not seen wrestling so you can kind of get over the crazy lengths that performers will do who just 100 like there's no way in the middle near Steve Austin would let himself not finish that yeah. match yeah it's to his detriment
2: almost definitely
0: but this is a company that I don't think like knows what they're gonna do now. Mm. Cause straight away, Vince McMahon—they're showing the replays. He is like—it's like someone is shat his cereal. He doesn't know what's gonna happen.
2: Well, that's it. You've got to call the main event of this pay per view now, while you're also thinking about my top star may have just had his career ended in front of me, and now I've got nothing to do. Like to put this in perspective. There is no
0: equivalent now of this in 2019. I can't be. There is no one who is as important as and is, is like, this person will be the business next year. There's no one like that in any mm. company in wrestling right now. Not just WWE and their problem to make stars. No one in 2019 could suffer a setback as big as this. No one's in point right now where they need this yeah. as WWF. Yeah. Who, yeah, the ratings aren't there yet, they're still losing, but the attendance is going up.
2: Because of this guy. Yeah, yeah. this
0: guy's putting asses in seats. And, I don't know, he's on the cover for the next pay-per-view. Mm. I've not watched this period before. Me neither. I know that he's back pretty soon, making yeah. jokes about being in a wheelchair. They're playing up, kind of going, Steve, we don't want you to be paralysed. I'm not looking forward to seeing what's coming next.
2: From what uh, I've heard, he's basically going to be back on telly almost straight away. That's what it feels like. He <laughs> has
0: broken his neck.
2: Yep. I tell you the most <laughs> sickening yes. thing about this. <sighs> Do you know about him and Owen talking about the spot? I don't know. No, I don't know about this. this. Really upset me because not only is there all the horrible coincidences about neck chat and broken. We've not angles. even mentioned the
0: spot in, in question. I guess really the, the
2: pile driver. Yes, yeah, everyone's you know seen. I
0: guess, but it's you know,
2: a pile driver. But it's it's more like a tombstone pile but driver. A sit, sitting down as opposed to
0: kneeling down. You start off,
2: Zangief pile driver. Yes, mm. he's gonna pile drive you like it is a tombstone. But instead of going to the knees, he lands on his ass. On the day of the pay per view, Stone Cold went up to Owen and they talked about this spot. And he said to him specifically because he knew he was gonna do like a tombstone pin. He's like, "You're gonna do it onto your knees though, right?" And Owen said, "No, no, I'm gonna land on my ass." And Austin was like, "No." It, you can't tell if Owen's ribbon or not because it's Owen Hart but you're going to do it onto your knees aren't you and Owen's like no I'm going to do it onto my ass and he not
0: do it onto his knees because Undertaker is, is the guy who does it onto Austin his knees Austin doesn't say that right. like,
2: but you've got to imagine that's probably one of the reasons okay. and so they talk about this and Austin's like okay I just have to assume that Owen knows what he's doing he's one of the hearts he's had like you know immaculate training no one ever injures anyone in the heart yeah. family I'll trust his judgment. He's probably just ribbing me anyway. Like it's Owen's
0: mistake. It is it's absolutely. 100% he's not Owen's like Austin, mistake. Austin, Austin you can see him wiggling his legs. Austin knows he's out of position. He's trying to move himself, but he can't. Yeah.
2: Like there's nowhere for him to go. He's held in place. It is know? literally on Owen. Like it's, it's one of those sad things. It's a tragedy and it is an accident, but it is Owen's fault. There's no way around that. Like
0: now we're big fans of Owen Hart. Yeah. There's a lot of love at, at this table for for the Rockers, and that love is extended throughout this show, even into house wrestling. Onto multiple episodes of that show, you know, that's just, I think Owen Hart is like, I mentioned how to wrestling because I think Owen Hart is a very easy vehicle to show what's, I mean, I don't want to dwell on the bad stuff or the dark, you know, the end of Owen's life. Owen's such a great, valuable person to show new fans in wrestling because mm-hmm. he shows so much of the joy and the great yeah. stuff in wrestling. What funny heels can be like, what great technical wrestling can be like. I think he's an absolute beacon for all that is good in the business. So that being said, what do you make to the story or the apparent truth that own didn't visit austin in the hospital after this because we gave the rock an awful hard mm. time about not showing up with mankind and mankind he got the shit knocked out of him at royal rumble 99 that was unpleasant in many in many ways it was more unpleasant to watch because this felt like this was a that was a willful narrative they were doing and this was just an accident but we gave the rock a hard time for not going yeah. to see mcfoley Owen
2: Hart not showing up to visit Steve Austin.
0: Has, that, has that come from Steve? That, that's come
2: from, well, it's, it's well known. It's well known. I've like, never heard that. JR's confirmed, confirmed it. Like Lots of people have talked about I think Brett's confirmed it as well yeah. that Owen did not talk to that's, Steve.
1: That's very surprising. And, and that with, changed with, the relationship. With, with The Rock, The Rock's always been a bit of a dick. And the so rock you was young as well. Yeah. He didn't but, know. But Owen... There's always
0: the excuse with the rock as well that oh Mick was you know was telling me, egging me on because, yeah. fair. You watch it. Mick was kind of going, come on, hit me. You know he was reacting mm. that way. But I'm
1: surprised by that. That Owen. It's a mistake. You know, no one, no one would blame
0: him. You know, it, ha- no. it happens. It was really unfortunate. It was like you know a, a, a terrible error in judgment. But the reality was is that that's something that surely. I think here you go to a, someone if you've made a mistake like that.
2: I think it's quite a human thing that like, it's almost ironic that like the, the bigger your accident or the bigger your fuck up was, the more horrible the mistake was, the harder it is for you to like look someone in the eye and say, I'm really sorry that I did yeah, that to you. I just like, kind of hope it goes away. Yeah. That, Which I, I think. he yeah. was embarrassed and he was too scared. And like, obviously Steve talked to him twice about it earlier in the day. Like he expressed concerns. Mm-hmm. He's obviously yeah, going to be mad. Yeah. Apparently also Steve went on to say, cause if you look at it, they do the shitty roll-up and the ref counts three. And Owen, I guess instinctively, because it's a bad spot, you've got to protect it a little bit. Owen kicked out on the three in order to make it look a like little he, less he was going to get out, yeah. Apparently that hurt Steve enormously as well. Like he felt his neck like... Oh, I said, mean, sorry, never heard hurt his feelings. It physically like, like, caused f- more damage. Physically, it like... Really? He felt like a bolt through his well, neck. Well, that's just like, another bad judgment call. That and that, that and that's just another out. part of it that like Owen is like, oh my God, I've made this even worse. Like,
0: that is really sad to to think like, because, you know... By by whatever estimation of it is from if you judge it from what your peers and your family and the people who love and care about you you know people always say he was a good man hmm. and you know it, it's I think it's worth bearing in mind that even good men and good women good people can still struggle and fuck up in that most human of ways
1: yeah. you know? I, I find it hard to believe that Brett wouldn't have fucking got him by his ear and dragged him there know, right? the type of person Brett is yeah. Brett was and the like... relationship they had that's the type of thing they would say to each yeah. other And like, yeah. uh, that even Brett couldn't get him to go is, is is surprising as well that is very
0: interesting it's just kind of it's it's sad because it's like you know, own hearts when he's like, oh, you don't want to talk about the dark stuff, but this is like another dark thing yeah. that's kinda like you know, mm. I think people are even less wanting to talk about it in many respects, because I think Steve has made it clear that he doesn't want to talk about it much anymore. And
2: I think yeah. that the reason people don't like talking about this is because it's so cut and dry that yeah, Owen did this, Owen's fault, Owen's fuck up, and Owen didn't take the responsibility for it that he probably should have. Like say what it does
0: though about that old adage that when you're hot you cannot do anything wrong, um. and when you're cold, you can't do anything right. And yeah. when you're hot and air hot we've got we said you know most of these storylines are in transition most of these matchups are just spur of the moment just pulled out of the air stipulations and the main guy has just had his neck broken and we are still all gear bringing in this new era this is happening yeah nothing can stop this still
2: not hit our full stride yet.
1: i mean that that, that's that's the problem as well with 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 just throwing shit together, yeah, because that's exactly what happened to Owen when he died. Yeah, you know, something thrown together at the last minute yeah. stipulation, and you know, you need they need to be more thought out. Yeah, I, I just they need to have a plan instead of just throwing this shit together.
0: It it was a, it was shocking to me how much by surprise as well it, it was taken them when a performer was, was hurt and injured mm-hmm. it was like you know it feels like now in wrestling if someone's going to get hurt they almost preempt it like they know they've got the, the guys there with the gloves straight away the, the med team ready to go
2: every night like. you know
0: checking beforehand afterwards Daniel Bryan has to do fucking 10 Sudoku or whatever the fuck it is you <laughs> yeah. know it's
2: they're, they're belt
0: and braces now and they are flying by the skin of their teeth in 1997 mm. there's no other way for it this is not a publicly traded company no, no. Main event time! Here we go. And the air has been taken out of the arena, you could say, because the crowd...
2: I think the crowd knows what they've seen. Yes, but you know what? I will say to the crowd's credit that, like, that finish, no matter who you are, you can tell something was bad, Mm. because it's a great match, all systems go, they're firing all cylinders, and then suddenly Austin's lying down for ages, and we get this awful roll-up. But when Austin is on his feet, and he somehow fucking raises the belt over his head, which, good God, how did he do that? the crowd give a giant pop Like they are still yeah. incredibly respectful of this guy Like yeah, that, that
0: happens with so many people tonight where the crowd are just like un- unabashed, we love you yeah. we fucking yeah. get you, we're here supporting you yeah. there, there's a
1: part of me that thinks that the modern audience would kind of booze they would not see something has happened and yeah. yeah. see a schmozzy finish and boo, oh, this boo. Is boo. There's there's a, restart in, like, the match yeah, yeah. Yeah. restart that's very, the match that's, that's how I feel like a, a lot of Modern audiences would yeah. react to that same thing if that happened to like today.
0: I think it it's, it says a lot about the relationship between the audience and the, the wrestlers nowadays. Plus, and... they've not seen
1: any wrestling in ages. They're excited to be there because they're back because of the tax. That's all. Yeah. That's actually very true. Very, that is true. very true. These are these their first opportunity in a long here. time without having to travel to Philly or like New York. Mm-hmm. We we've, we've had so
0: many great crowds in these shows recently. If you yeah. really yeah. think about it, you know, man, the WWF was getting good crowds, and it's not just comped tickets of people who are getting free beer and. A free fucking sandwich because you're going to Nitro. These people who are genuinely supporting the show Big and loving fans. the characters. Main event time The Undertaker, the World Wrestling Federation champion and part time performer, taking on Brett the Hitman Hart. The special guest referee is Shawn Michaels. If Brett does not win the championship, he will no longer wrestle in America. And if Shawn Michaels shows bias towards anyone, I'm gonna move to Halifax. <laughs>
5: Brett the Hitman Hart and his Hart Foundation have been on a colossal role in the WWF. But has the Hitman's patriotism led to insolence and overconfidence?
3: Thank you for letting me still be your hero. If I don't come to Canada with that World Wrestling Federation Championship belt, I will never ever wrestle
5: on American soil ever again. And that is a promise You said that if you don't win the World Wrestling Federation championship at
3: SummerSlam, you'll never again wrestle on American soil. That's what you said.
5: The most awesome force in the history of the World Wrestling Federation stands in Bret Hart's way. A phenom whose tenacity and vengeance has overcome every obstacle faced. A man who proudly carries the torch of distinction, the WWF title. But in the largest spectacle of the summer, the Hitman will confront much, much more.
4: The Undertaker and let the Hitman hunt for the World
3: Wrestling Federation Championship, and I will be the special referee. If I lean towards the Undertaker's side, I also will not be able to wrestle in the United States. You got no like to be a example and that the Patriot you're gonna just be one more name that I'm gonna add on to a list of Americans that I'm gonna flush down the toilet. You know comes out here he talks about how he stands for it's right and he jumps the guy a guy when the National Anthem is playing. Oh! And the official knockdown as well. The hitman better. The referee with claws. Red Hart upset as well he should be. <laughs> John
5: Vagos and an on-rate red high goes to Castle this Sunday. Wait a, it. Wait a minute. It's the Undertaker. It's the Undertaker. In the WWF title match of the year. Pride, power, and conflict will rule. If the dark side prevails, a fallen idol will face exile. And if this man has his way, that possibility will become reality.
0: Todd recaps us. We got some rows between Canada and the US of A. You know, you ever notice that the United States of America... Just looks like one big toilet. (laughs) And if you were to do an anima in the United States, you'd stick the needle right here in Pittsburgh. I (laughs) love this. Yeah. He's not shouting. No. He's not frothing at the mouth. The things that he says are so true. We talked about it last week. He's doing more of it here. There's one great line where he said, our women and our money are prettier than yours in America. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that pretty money baby. Like. Something that's so accurately portraying a bully here. The way that he's not being all aggressive and shouty or anything. He's just like, he's saying this stuff with like a smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. And he, it can tell that he's hurting everyone's feelings, but it's just making him fucking happy. Like.
0: They are playing up all this as like. Brett and Sean the camera cuts tonight folks anytime anything happens with Sean they're right on Brett Brett right on Sean Undertaker really is the third wheel here they're telling you that this is all about the rematch really that these two men want to have from all the way back at Wrestlemania 12 mm-hmm. we want Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart that's where we're going this is what's all about these guys fucking hate each other <laughs> mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels being brought in as a referee made Bret Hart beat the shit out of Vince McMahon on Raw they had him like pull over his Shirt over his head, and Vince and Brett were like at each other's neck. It was like Austin and Vince before Austin and Vince. They had, you know, someone laying their hands on Vince,
2: getting to him, and the crowd loved it. Just another example of one of those moments in the Attitude Era that's been hyped up for all it's worth. Like like Austin turning face at WrestleMania or Austin giving McMahon that first stunner where everyone's like, it was the first ever time no, that couldn't no, drop. No, like, It's
0: not at all. Much like everything with creating something, they tried a bunch of things, some stuff worked, and if someone was smart enough to say, hey, this thing worked, why don't we do this again? Then it happens. Yep. You know, it's never spurred. Don't strike gold randomly all the time. That's not how WWE's no. work. That's how WWE works. It can't work that way. So, yeah, we got some soily stipulations here. The title is referred to as A Torch of Distinction for All in the World Wrestling Federation. You also got to see a little bit of the Patriot here. There he is, Del Wilkes. Now, I have to do my special Patriot impression, because the Patriot,
1: of course... Uh, did you, what, how would you describe the Patriots, Bill? Well, he's just a guy in, in, in re- a red and blue mask. <laughs> Looks like a Patriot to me. I only point this out because I think...
0: You know, Joe from How Wrestling, good benchmark for, for seeing the stuff that's on screen. And I was watching The Patriot. The Patriot won his debut singles match against Bret Hart the week before this show. Mm-hmm. So he's beating Bret clean in the center of the ring. And then we had a bit where The Patriot came out and, you know, he's playing his music. The Patriot's got an amped up, even better version of Kurt Angle's theme, which Joe hears and comes in and goes, who's that? And he goes, oh, is The Patriot. And she just saw this guy with the flag and the mask. And she was like, this is the greatest gimmick ever! <laughs> Cause it's just so wrestling. He's the patriot. So to do the patriot impression, you've got to I figured it out. You gotta You gotta pinch your lips like this. You gotta be a little bit nervous. My name is Dale Wilkes, I'm the Patriot. I'm here to say folks that I love the red, round, blue, and I'm here to support anyone who's <laughs> patriotic in their country. You know, that country, I'd have to be mad. Uh, the great Canadian Patriots here, I really respect them. Uh, please don't please don't make me wrestle, I'm very nervous. <laughs> the Patriot Dale Wilkes, who JR in his podcast described as the guy who he just wanted to give a shot to. Because he thought he was a great wrestler, and he'd done some stuff in Japan, thought he needed to have the big run. So we got the Patriot main eventing next month on pay per view, folks. Main I event. don't know
1: anything about him. Yeah, these are the fans. Yeah, <laughs>
0: all we know is that he loves America, but also other countries. He,
1: he's he's Mister America V One.
0: <laughs> so he's definitely not Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's definitely days. not Hulk Hogan. If he's gonna make a Bret Hart, you know, do a lie detector test, like, <laughs> is it true that you pleasure yourself to the May Youngs of this world? No, that's false. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Undertaker's been coasting here, not really showing up much on Rise with that Psycho Sid deal going on. Yeah, I don't know if Sid needs a second in softball this season in Arkansas, <laughs> but uh, right, uh, they do not mention at all in the run-up to this one, despite the fact it is the main storyline hanging over the champion of the world's heads. We got no chat about Kane. Nope. Adam, no. Jid me up. We got Down and gin me up and never stop. Never stop. You make a grown man, <laughs> You make a grown man, Jin. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I want some jid, please. We are all dry, I'm afraid. We are completely out of jid. No jids! There is no jid now until Bad Blood 97. Whoa! I
0: have something here that I think has not been in The Journey Into Darkness. Mm -hmm. Because on Raw, Paul Bear said that I had proof! Yep. The Kane was alive! I will prove it to you! Well, Mr. Bear, what is your proof? You see... They shared a bond when they were young little boys together. Not just a bond of being a brother and another brother. They shared a bond of the devil. They had a special statue. And Cain had one part. And the Undertaker had the other part. And I have here for you Cain's part of the Talisman. It has been charred by the fires of the Undertaker. It's half of a Grim Reaper statue. That's
2: right. Is that in Jitch? Nope, it's not. Oh! But also, yeah, that that everything that Paul said, therefore, Cain equals alive. Like yeah. That's his yeah. evidence.
0: <laughs> and then Pinsley Man's like, what do you mean? Kane we need proof that Cain's alive. And he's literally shaking this charred piece <laughs> of wood going, what do you mean? I've got it right here. He's
5: alive.
1: Bye! You're Please. a murderer! <laughs> he's in his care, though, already. Yeah like if we're, well to in the cave if he's in his care he, so he has he has he can just go down the road because he's at this point i think kane is in a hotel room all chemicaled up isn't are he?
2: you saying that paul to get proof that kane is alive should just go and get kane Yeah. no because okay so we haven't got any jid but we can do some speculative jid okay okay let's speculate let's like, play a little sting for speculative Please, JID. <laughs> speculative jid so I'm reckoning right now that Kane... Because, obviously, the the quickest way to prove that Kane is alive would be to bring him out. Here he is. I think the reason why Paul can't do that is because Kane has had his throat crushed by Gene Snitsky during one of his many cellar based brawls. So Kane's on the shelf temporarily because of that melee with Snitsky. I reckon that in it the wasn't meantime, his fault <laughs> I think <laughs> I reckon Paul Grimm to sort of keep himself occupied is probably R and Ding the cane flavour of the Ben and Jerry's ice cream yeah. right now. Like working on okay. the little cinnamon flavoured caskets or what have you. And Mark, now with no Paul Brer to sort of guide him or steer the ship or anything, we've got a little hint of this in the the book. I reckon he's walking around twenty four seven dress like the Taker with the belt on. But he's got no one to
0: handle his travel and stuff like well, his actual it. manager. Now can he can make have dinner for me. <laughs> <he doesn't> have... <laughs>
2: Paul Bear is not booking his travel and Undertaker just spent his money on that nice new hat that he's got. Ah uh... So he's wandering around aimlessly like with a
0: look on his face which seems to say, look at me, Undertaker and my new hat.
2: Now if anyone out there isn't happy with that speculative jit, I'll say take it up with Michael yeah, I see, believe That was exactly on par with the standard of the book.
0: I think that's what Long Island Nice Chi would've wanted Adam uh, some quotes from paul bear about no one believing kane is alive in the build-up to this one you wouldn't believe how disfigured he is well we
2: have to see it to believe it i guess
0: some of him is charged because of all the skin grafts and some of him is okay <laughs> <laughs> some of it looks no worse than really bad sunburns. so tell me is this like is he in on this now is that what this is because yeah we know they're psychological is he like right we know he's gonna hurt the doctors you know, the doctors you trying to tell him that he's actually burned.
2: Don't forget, he did have some mild scarring, like sunburn. And also, Paul Barrett invented a chemical that can heal facial burns. Oh, that's, how, that's how he got rid of his own facial burns, if you remember. Of
1: course. I think, I, I think what we have with Kane is that, you know, his his physical burns were cured, but he, he has a dysmorphia are you basically oh, saying that even I, though the literal fire was quenched the metaphorical yeah. fire
0: burns
1: <laughs> <always>. <laughs> so, I, so i i do think that kane is it, it, it still believes like he looks in the mirror he is dysmorphic mm. he he sees the burns ah. he sees the scars no one else does and paul bearer is saying you know, going along with it because he thinks that's a way to placate him. I'm just saying. Because everyone else is saying, no, you don't look like that, but he feels and he can physically see that he is. So Paul Bearer is saying, no, I'm on your side. I agree
2: with <laughs> yeah. you. So that's why Kane's with him. And the reason that Bearer is agreeing with him to placate him is because he's seen what happens when you tell him the truth. Like yes. The doctors tried to tell Kane that there's no scarring. Yeah. Those doctors that he had to hurt. Why are you wow. lying to me? Yeah. Do you think, just because I feel like we've been doing a lot of tweaking, a lot of
0: expansion, you know. Bringing Jid to life, so to speak, you know. Wake me up inside. I can't jid up. Um, (laughs) Jid me! (laughs) But evanescence and killswitch in the last five minutes. Jid me from this nightmare. Damn it, Kevin but I think we could write our own book now at this point. I
2: think we could make some sort of omnibus. Yeah. Like if we take the original text and sort of Frankenstein it a bit, I reckon we uh, could have some
0: or, fun. or one when we pop in, we'd be in a different font, because when the Adjera podcast writes Journey to Darkness, it's like Michael Chiappetta with the volume turned <laughs> way <off>. up, <laughs> <laughs> Impact font...
4: Yeah,
2: we well, yeah, should um, try Impact. Or Bold Impact, because that means we're both impactful and bold. I would like the idea of using grunge, which is the name of the font from the Attitude Era for all the grunge you might mm. ah. But when you print it at size 12 in a book, it would probably be completely illegible. i <laughs> would
0: oh, be good. We do have to really try very hard then, do we? <laughs> <laughs> we got an update on Steve Austin. He may be hurt badly, and he can't feel his hands, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. How can you just drop that out there like yeah. that? Mm. so
2: flippantly maybe save that update for Raw possibly Like
0: as Shawn Michaels is coming out before the Champion King warns us that Shawn Michaels will do anything to make himself the centre of attention he wants to be back in the title picture he thinks this is all a
1: ruse Shawn just wants to be main event mm-hmm. and Shawn proves it by having the biggest ref pyro ever I love WCW that WCW pyro that they yeah. bring out for the ref Michael Buffer intro for yeah. the referee <laughs> er- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did like the line which I was like Oh the refs are going to want Paro now Going to get a Roman candle for Earl Hebner
4: <laughs>
0: With Brett He demands the National Anthem to be played at the start This is not the first time Brett does this There's a few times where it's like Play the Canadian National Anthem And Brett will stand there quietly Facing the Titantron And then one time where Austin like interrupted And beat everyone put with chairs As they're looking at the at the Titantron For the, the National Anthem But I was really surprised from the American audience they were actually pretty damn respectful yeah, on both yeah. occasions, both on Raw and here. They were like, someone's national anthem is playing. Shh, and they all were quiet. Some, Most people sat down. Some people booed, obviously. But it wasn't like, you know, I want to play the greatest national anthem, great leader, Adolf Hitler. Play the Nazi regime one more time. Baba. Like There was none of that. It wasn't yeah. like they were going for... T- like People were like, okay, he's doing it. We don't like it. Would that be the same now? If we had someone do the, you know, Canada sucks play the Canadian national anthem no
2: nah, I feel like crowds these days are even more sort of open minded and liberal I think they'd be even less likely to engage in such blatant xenophobia <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think
0: like they that.
2: wouldn't care for, for that no like. they'd probably yeah, go yeah. quiet out of awkwardness they did it for
1: Rusev though people really didn't get behind like... but did,
2: did people ever boo the national anthem yeah did they really yeah, they used yeah, to the,
1: yeah, the, r- the Russian national anthem oh ok I do not remember that but they used to
0: imagery of Putin on a horse which no, yeah. one, no one can handle really that's so... different that, yeah. is that is too different. much to handle that is that's right there you can't ride a horse putin if <laughs> bret hart
2: had them play the canadian national anthem whilst a slideshow of justin trudeau in blackface was playing them, the then you get the blues hey like. i
0: don't know what you guys are talking in canada we ain't racist <laughs> now let me see great leader justin trudeau let me see the blackface bubba <laughs> Uh, there's an opening in DX, Justin. Just so you know, uh, like if Road Dog can't make it, I'm sure that you can give it a whirl. Like I loved Undertaker's entrance. I don't know if it was meant to be obscured and really far away and mm. really kind of like hard to make out, but I liked that he was coming out through this purple mist. Really high up shots, far away, made him look very mythical. I liked yeah. it. Vince says, "All you can say is Row.
1: <laughs> he's turning into a cat. He turned
0: into a cat. I think would say all you can say is wow, but he was all you can say is ram.
5: Welcome everyone to Monday Night Ram. I'm
0: just saying, right, Vince, like getting the the cat bell at the end of the Mario 3D World. Row. And He becomes big tiger Vince, even scarier than big kitty cat Bowser. Yeah. Jr. points out at the start as Shawn Michaels is doing the ref check. He's there saying the referees just there. Check any equipment is legal, and this is what I didn't know about, and that the bottom of the soles of the shoes are unobstructed. The bottom of the soles of the shoes are unobstructed. Okay, unobstructed? What is that? Are you checking that Macho Man Randy Savage has got lifts in his boots? Spoiler, he does. Disqualify him. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah, try and travel well, back to WrestleMania 3 and I'm going to me check him. Hey, give me the bell there, Randy yeah. Savage, you're out of here. It's going to be George the Animal Steel versus Ricky Steamboat. Let's get it on. Okay.
1: <laughs> what could they possibly be looking for in the soles of your shoes? Though?
0: Pleats, maybe. Someone's got like, I don't know, a bit of toilet paper there, a bit of schmutz so that they might be uneven on their footing. Yeah. I mean, that's, people do wipe their feet when they come into the ring you know? really yeah. and honestly the feet very important that you got your grip and all that we were wondering recently on Smackdown Crawl like hey wrist tape what's that all about mm. and we got a litany of responses finding out from you know, actual wrestlers who say that oh so you, when you're doing ice trips you have something to grab onto that doesn't get sweaty to you know, kayfabe reasons like it's athletic support tape and all that to keep it in place so you don't injure yourself mm. I imagine kayfabe and in real life you would not want the bottom of your shoes to be in any way wobbly Because you're trying to land on your foot and there's something wobbly there. You've got toilet paper or a muffler or something. You know, (laughs) all the goo comes out, like, you know, all the (laughs) white and black and red shit.
2: All that dark green slime. <laughs> you insert the sound effect of that backpack full of mayo going... <laughs> Excuse me? Are you on Billy's videos. No.
1: This guy fills his rucksack full of mayonnaise and then does a bump onto his back. Lads, explodes, we're so. right near the end. You can't be
0: tantalising me like this. All right, what no, we're doing after we record. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Brett poses with the belt at the start. Hits Taker with it. Brett is working straight up underdog heel. Yeah. And I love it. The work between these two is absolutely masterful. How Undertaker's constantly clawing at Brett when Brett's doing his like takedowns and all that. Like Taker is this fucking big presence and Brett's trying to do his... Re- it's like showing you how you take down a giant or a phenom using wrestling
2: yeah. moves. Mm. I was fucking shitting myself at the start of this because I looked at the network and it was like, oh, we still got 36 minutes yeah. to be and it's an undertaker main event. Yeah. No! But honest to God, Brett brings out the best in this guy. Yes, like, really does. Yeah.
1: Um, this is this is one of the better taker matches we've had yeah. across all of the seasons. Yeah. And yeah. that's because Brett has is making him do something different.
0: And I love Shawn Michaels in this role as referee. He's so yeah, good. His, his facial sort of expressions, the way he shows frustration with Brett's The way he shows fear with The Undertaker. The way that he kind of... You know, it's just his emotion. He he feels like such a fleshed out character. I guess this is one of the benefits of so much of Shawn Michaels, the person... For better or worse Being dragged Kicking and screaming Into this character
2: he's, he's, He doesn't have to do Terry Funk Or Steve Austin Kind of put himself In this trance He's just mm. being Sean Serious parallels To WrestleMania 28 as well mm. Like with Sean being The referee And it's Undertaker kind of like, wish he
0: had The dress on That he had At WrestleMania 28 It's a very long Referee shirt That he had And, going and there's
2: Brett it? Being like Sean You finish it Or I will You finish it <laughs> Sean or, or I will we brawl outside, Brett
0: kind of gets dominated Anytime he gets a, an edge He cheats, he pokes the eyes, he rakes He rakes, he does everything he can To get an advantage He works the egg, sorry he works the legs <laughs> you Get the figure four And then Paul Bear comes out What a hideous Lousy human being he is
2: Jesus <laughs> he, he just comes out just to get punched That's pretty yeah. much it Paul Bearer has been doing nothing but trying to expose a murderer for yeah. who he really is. He is, is far before, from a lousy human being. It's
0: before true crime podcast. Exactly. Right? You know, Paul just had to come out like, you know, if we were a kicker around back in the day, we just show up randomly and be like, this is racist! That's <laughs> problematic! <laughs> We've got a figure four in the post. Brett and Sean reaching a boiling point here now. Heart Foundation show up. And this is great. Now, Sean, is he is a good ref up to this point. Yeah. But they do a much better job than normal. Like Sean's, like right, Heart Foundation, get the fuck out of here and he's just literally making sure they're gone yeah and right behind them you know all shit's going on you Brett's know? getting
2: the pin and Sean's not there to count it Like so good we get in this match our second half of the grunt of the night Ooh. this is a tag team grunt as well Brett leaps into the Undertaker and Undertaker catches him with a bear hug I love that such a good this spot the other
0: time he caught catches him by the throat as well oh, off the yeah. ropes it just brings them back they're so fucking physical with each other but he catches him in the bear hug and while
2: Brett jumps he goes you did, yeah.
0: it was, yeah. Taker.
2: <laughs> when taker grabs him he's like Bleh! and they they sort of harmonize in the middle there. is that like, brett's first grunt? i think it might be you know wow because brett's usually he's a tourist he's silent in the ring he's
0: it's, very very The downside man.
2: to brett he's not a very verbal mm. performer and i like mouthing off and noises that's at two hours 20 minutes 10 seconds excellent
0: get some roll-ups kick outs the crowd are getting really hot now this is this is one of these great moments you watch the a match where you know, the crowd are already there and you know their best stuff is yet to come. They've got some rabbits in the hat still. Brett is uh, doing a bit of flipping off here now. Um, yeah. Pretty much doing Steve Austin's gimmick. We mentioned this before everyone's
2: slipping the bird in 1997. I feel like there was a window of time where if everyone started doing it, then it'd just become like a wrestling thing. Yeah. But it was a little too late and it's already Austin's thing at this point, like.
0: Was it me reading really too much into it that I thought they were dissing Hulk Hogan by doing
2: around ninety-six leg drops in this match? No, I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Mm. I can imagine both these guys wanting to send a message to Hogan.
0: We get some classic by which I mean two thousand and two Undertaker here, him on his knees. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the
0: best pure scatter in the
4: WWE. <laughs>
0: Dead man's words <laughs> <laughs> Rest in Oh god we need to finish We get a chokeslam from the apron To the ring which gets a big no. This is Taker at his best Gets superplex Taker collapses Don't be doing a no superplex on 6 foot 10 Undertaker He does it anyway Fucking yikes Barely makes it over Brett's just like nope. I know my physics I know that if I if I'm I'm a fulcrum you're a lever we're going boom
2: yeah you're technically correct yeah
0: sharpshooter taker breaks it it's sent flying to the outside now JR screams no one has ever broken the sharpshooter no one has ever broken the sharpshooter I swear someone Austin muscled out of it, but he was still in it. Yeah. He broke
2: the pressure, he didn't break the move. I don't know, I've always heard, I, I don't know anywhere near enough to say confidently, but I'd heard that the sharpshoot was one of those holds that was yeah. like, there's no counter to it, there's no getting out. It's legendary. It's
0: no master lock though, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. You know. Absolutely. Like that the key for Chris Masters. Chris Masters, you can pick any of them 52 keys <laughs> <space>. <laughs> Good luck. That's the real Masterlock challenge. That's the real master- Lock. He's <laughs> <laughs> just there smiling like, I can get this going for 51 he, more he weeks. He
1: Masterlocked a tree out out of the ground Amazing so began, don't, don't forget When he did that When, it, when that, yeah, that person That passed mo- fire <laughs> when, it? when someone Attacked his mother That was it And, and then he pulled A tree out of the ground Using the mastot And then threw it Through a window Wait So he could get to him Before the police could You're, You're talking
2: w- about Something that actually happened Yeah I thought it was a bit You were talking no, about No no oh, oh, Christmas oh, Christmas' my God.
1: mother Was being held hostage Or it was, it was either His mother Or it was a stranger He pulled a literal tree Out of the ground threw it through a window to get at the guy because the police were being too slow. (laughs) Fuck me, what an actual superhero. (laughs) Sometimes the greatest wrestling things don't
0: even happen in wrestling. Seriously. We get a ring post sharpshooter, which was better as a concept than it was as an actual move. I didn't think it worked.
2: I think the ugliness of it lends itself to looking painful. If The Rock did that, I'd be like, yeah, good job. (laughs) They'd really like it.
0: So So the finish, this is beautiful. So Brett is knocked into Sean. He's out. He gets Taker with a chair. And then we have Michaels has got the chair. He's like, what are you doing with this? Brett, mouthing off. Spits in Sean's face. Sean's like, you motherfucker. Goes to hit Brett. Brett ducks. Clock's Undertaker. Absolutely cataclysmic chair shot. Mm. So loud and perfect. Brett gets the cover and he knows. And this bit, I never, I've never, i watched this match before. I didn't really clock the stipulation. But Sean has counted because if he doesn't count, he can't wrestle in yeah. America again. So Sean's like, "Mother." Fucking damn it! As soon as he caught the oh. crates and he turns away, loved it. Great finish. His one selling, one of the best ever.
2: sean's selling of the count at the end there was fucking magnificent. Yeah. Like proper
1: for sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> legit.
2: Like it
0: almost felt like they went so hard. WrestleMania 28. At the end, it was just kind of like I was numb to it. But that mm. just felt like this was the perfect amount. yep Nice little bow on it there in the end. And of course, like with all great angles involving these very talented wrestlers, the number one thing that happened as a result of this, Sean thought that Brett spit him with his phlegm on purpose. And you notice the spit was very thick. Yeah. Sean thought Brett did that to embarrass him, and this was all
2: set up to... to can we have any nah. fucking nah. peace? There'd be literally. It doesn't matter if there was no flame and it was just a regular liquidy spit. There'd be something else. You're like... making magic. How yeah. the fuck is this possible? Yeah. I was don't the, sp- get it. Like
1: you just know that if the spit was like discussed beforehand that we're gonna do. But it, they were. Just, and then, they were gonna do it. And, yeah. they were gonna do, and then, then if Brett didn't do it, you know, he's like, "Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing?" What are you
0: thinking? I'm too good to spit on. Is that it? because like... you know that's what they do it's They're so they all bad being petulant children yep. to them i mean th- this gloop here I, it is a it is a hearty gloop. Mm-hmm. this this fucking and, you know, we know when brett wants to spit something with accuracy you know he fucking spit Vincent Ann so right in his pineal gland he, he really can spit with accuracy
2: hard as well
0: it like... just goes all over Sean's face he tries yeah. to wipe it and he just fucking stretches it it's fucking oh Aww. my god it's it's bad news i get being upset by that but it's not on purpose I just hate that. This is this is just 1957, like greatest finish ever, and they were just talking about fucking bullshit between yeah. two babies yeah. like and one asshole <laughs> sociopath who's pu- pushing their buttons. Yeah, legit. Oh, and someone's neck is broken as well, by the way, folks. You know, that's do uh, just... we'll worry about
2: that later. We've got serious problems to deal with here, Kevin. Brett and Sean. And I mean,
0: yeah, Brett obviously he wins, people are leaving en masse, Brett's holding the belt. This is like a real like diner ending for New Jersey. They're they're getting beaten traffic straight away. And J.R. just goes, There is no joy in East Rutherford, New Jersey, tonight. Fatam, the world champion. Brilliant. Trash being thrown in the ring. Yep. Trash.
2: And, and then we get Undertaker on the ramp as he's leaving. He looks back at Brett and he rolls his eyes back like the Undertaker would. <laughs> but it just looks like he's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. What a fucking wild pay per
0: view. The ups, the downs, the politics, the drama. This is a company that is firing on all cylinders and falling apart at the same time but going ever closer to the mountaintop. this is a rocket that, this is the rocket shed at the end this is the rocket cabin that mr burns and, and homer get into mm. it's fucking dangerous people are going to get hurt people are being hurt it's not safe it's not right but they're gonna get there in yeah, the end we'll get there. and once you've been through something like that with someone brackets Bret heart you never want to see that person again <laughs> <laughs> So yes, SummerSlam 97, I had a wild time with this one. Obviously, when we're watching a lot of in-your-house shows, the longer pay-per-views can get a little bit, you know, it's a bit of a shock to watch a three-hour show. This was well-paced. This is very
1: easy to watch.
0: Yeah. Considering that we had one match that had someone who was, you know, clearly too hurt to compete properly, Pillman, and one match where someone got very hurt, I found this show going
2: quite well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Adam, thoughts on SummerSlam 97? It moved along at a good pace. It was a lot of clunky shit here, but honestly, like a lot of '97 stuff, it was very watchable. Went by very, very fast. And honestly, the the neck injury did not throw the shadow over the show that I thought it would. Mm. I really did not think they'd come back from that with the main event. Yeah, I was but.
0: actually really surprised that people like. I don't. It doesn't surprise you, but in some ways, that people were thought, "Oh, we're going to skip this because of the neck break." Yeah, because you know, I think a lot of people would find this very hard to watch. Yeah, you know, and. It is a tough watch, and this was a very- I would not recommend watching the match itself. I really? I
2: think it was a really good match. Up until I, that point, it honestly, was a really solid match. it was great getting to see Austin and Owen work that kind of style. Like you say, with Owen being But there so was something nasty, like that that is like, just so
0: morbid, though. If that's unavoidable. Isn't that's this? it. You
2: can't watch it. If you're sitting down to watch this match to see Austin's neck get broken, then you're watching it for entirely the wrong reasons. Like, Yeah,
0: exactly. We've got a podcast here. What's your excuse, you fucking freak? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Put this podcast down. Your thoughts uh, on the show?
1: Overall, really enjoyed it. The only matches I couldn't really get into were Pillman and Goldust same as you and then the gang war I even enjoyed LOD versus Slop Boys the, against the Slop, the slop Drops <laughs> <laughs> and, it's my favourite sweetie it's a slum drop it was, deal, you it know it was, it was chaotic but it was good chaotic yeah. I had a lot of fun watching that match not so much the, the, the chaos of of the gang wars, yeah, yes. Um, but everything else, I really enjoyed. Everyone just, uh, did well, tonight including the Undertaker. I, you know, it, everyone, I was happy with this pay per view. So Undertaker, another standout performance for him on this uh, this one. Um, yes, but I don't <laughs> think it's his. I don't think it's because of him.
0: Well, yeah, Bret, Bret's in there. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, this was by far the best match of Taker's title defense. Oh yes. And that brings me on to match of the night MVP for me, unquestionably. That match of the, that. Main event Is my match of the night Bells and whistles A big shout out Of course to Mankind Dude love against Triple H. That's a very special Encounter as well Great opener rare to open with a cage match and they made it work Mm. but man that main event masterpiece of storytelling how about you
2: guys I'd say main event also for match of the night honestly the the wrestling in Austin and Owen I think was the best wrestling of the evening I think the 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 in-ring action they had was better than anything else on the card but as an actual match with a good story and a good finish definitely the main event Mm. MVP I'm gonna special mention to Shawn Michaels because honestly this is like worst Shawn in terms of his attitude and his ego and he actually did a really good job tonight. He didn't yeah. steal the spotlight. His... I'd say
0: he's my MVP for that reason. Because yeah. mm. I told you, I don't think I'd have been as concerned for him as I was. And, you know, we've had a lot of Sean, but not really seen him wrestle or do a whole lot in this season so far. And this was the one where I was like, I can see why Sean Michaels is a star. And he was our fucking referee. And he got yeah. that, you know.
2: And I think he showed restraint as well mm. on this show. Like, there was no sweet chin music. No, there was none no, of that. No, like, yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. But my actual MVP, I'm going to say, is Mankind. Just because... I'm enjoying his character arc so much and how they're developing it. And this is something that had never, ever occurred to me in all my years of being a wrestling fan. I've always known about the three personas and I've always had it in my head that they're distinct. So when he becomes dude love, he's dude love now until he changes again. I had no idea that he was going to be Dude Love and also carry on wrestling as Mankind. Yeah, simultaneously. I had no clue they were going to do that. And even though they bungled the landing of it, the idea of him starting a match as Mankind and ending it as Dude Love is a pretty cool concept, I think. And can you see at this point why Mick Foley goes on to kind of resent Dude Love, the character, a little bit? Because
0: no, he's, yes. he's not a fan of it. And, you know, we've done Mick Foley for How To Wrestling. He's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. I love Dude Love. I've heard there's some cringy stuff coming yeah. up this summer. Mm i've not seen it i, mean, I don't only, get it yet the no. only
1: time i never didn't like dude love was when it's corporate dude love because it just doesn't make sense no for
0: to be corporate but nothing about break 98 did no yeah. very, very <laughs> true. bill match of the
1: night mvp what do you think match of the night special mention to the main event but i'm gonna give it to the opener oh uh, so the, the, the cage match, match. Yeah. i i loved every second of the cage match um both guys working great and like we said at the start you know I, I i don't think triple h is necessarily given as much credit as he's due in terms yeah. of putting over obviously obviously he's had a huge problem since then with putting people over but he uh, he's you know he's in a position where he can't do that so he, he yeah. does yeah he's a working uh, wrestler right yeah. now yeah, yeah no, he's uh, great yeah. at what he does as mm. a working wrestler uh, MVP, special mention to Sean. I'm going to give it to Brett, though, mm. um, which I think is the first time this season I have done. I think so, yeah. That could be right, but that's mainly because he got something out of The Undertaker. I was going to give MVP to The Undertaker until I realised that if anyone else was in that match with him, we would have got another shit Undertaker match. Chances are. Yeah. This match wasn't good because of The Undertaker, this match was good because of Brett. Yeah. If, if anyone else was in there. You know, it probably wouldn't have been as uh, as as good, and you know, I'm sure Undertaker would have been very happy to have had another match where he spends you know 25 minutes throwing to one side <laughs> of the yeah. ring and then to it, which in fairness he did do at the very. This is first offensive maneuver in this match was
2: that. Oh, he must be so excited for Kane to get here because it's literally his best thing Yeah. Kane's there in the corner stretching up like... 100% Brett. That's
0: great. So you're you're getting on with Brett because I know Brett's not a very flashy performer, you know, but like as an in-ring wrestler, he's got a certain something. I've watched so much Brett in the last year and I still... Can't put my finger quite on. Is it the Christmas? Cri- is the word we've we thrown around a lot for him, but th- he believes everything he's doing. You know that's what's good about Brett.
1: Yeah, I think you can put him with any type of wrestler who in, in sort of any type of style. Yeah, and he could he could do it. Like if you told if you put him against someone, oh. say, say put, put him against Ken Shamrock, so yeah. who's green and submission specialist. Brett could do that. Yeah, yeah. You know you could put Brett with, with any kind of you know you could put. You could put him with a brawler like they all have, often have done, and, and you know, he can work around brawlers, he, he gets it.
0: I am so excited then for the next episode, which is going to be Grand zero, which is. is Brett taking on the Patriot, mm. who is a wrestler who, according to some, you know, perhaps is over the hill, had some issues, you know, had some, you know, painkiller problems, had some injuries he was dealing with. He's got something. He's got some star power. He's got a hell of a gimmick, but he's an unknown and he's been thrust into the main event. Can Bret Hart make that work? I've never seen the show. I'm really excited. I don't know what's going to go on. People don't talk about the Patriot a whole lot, you know, so we'll see how that one goes on. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Added Podcast. And as always, if you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, or in Stitcher, make sure you're leaving a rating or review. Wherever you get your podcast. make sure you let people know what you think. And if you enjoy the show, let someone know in your life who may enjoy the Attitude Era Podcast.
2: If you head over to facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast, you will find we have a whole selection of videos of clips from favorite episodes, clips from old episodes, new episodes, and clips from SmackDown Crawl content on Patreon.
0: There's also some uh, previews of the new episode of Gamesmanship
2: over there, Adam. Mm, me and you, Billy. Yeah. We sat down. We played a lot of Wii games. We had a mixed bag of attacks. Yes. <laughs> so wait, how many episodes of Gamesmanship are there now, in total? Six total with the new one out.
0: Six feature-length episodes. There's a one up for free. If you check out Photoslam, which has been uploaded for free onto YouTube, you mm-hmm. can check out the standard of them. All I will say is that it's Adam Bibolo's most fucking fabulous work. These videos are feature-length full of fantastic edits it's so funny the comedy that you bring out from the footage that we get and i've got to give you the highest recommendation to check out the new gamesmanship it was so it's great for me not to be in one so i actually said i just watch it this is the first (laughs) ever
2: bit of podcast content that like is just been me and billy and you have been as literally as an audience member just been able to watch it like well you get access to that and a
0: whole ridiculously large quantity more of audio and visual content by becoming our backer and supporting the show, you can support the show directly. Hey, we don't have big stupid ads from random corporate sponsors during this show. We don't break up the action every two seconds to tell you about fucking stakes. The reason is, is because of all of our amazing backers over at patreon.com slash Podcast. And you're not just supporting this show, you're getting all that content. Over 50 episodes of the Smackdown crawl. All of the Bibolo check. All of the Gamesmanship series. That's just for $5, and there's examples of all of that on the main feed. $10, you get access to over 25 QA episodes for myself, Adam, and Billy. Become a $20 backer and get access to our fabulous range of audio commentary tracks, the latest of which, Spider Man, yes. brackets Sam Raimi version. Adam and I have done a commentary track on now. There's over a dozen commentary tracks. Normally, they are $5 a piece over at selfie.com slash podcast But you get them all. You're making a ridiculous, stupid saving. You're having savings so big, you'll think I'll have suffered brain damage. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you are a fan or a supporter and you've got your own independent project, you've got a website, a book... A product, a podcast, a YouTube, whatever it is, and you want to share it with the gladgate community, head over to page.com slash AE Podcast, and we
2: can of course have you always sponsor the caption contest. And also, if you want to represent the podcast, support us and show off at your local wrestling show with a nice bit of AE podcast merch, hey, go to teespring.com forward slash AE podcast and you'll find a nice selection of our designs in various colours. If you are a fancier of the finest stuff and things, head on over to
1: MatthewsBotchimadia.com. Stuff, things. This one's for you, Lady Di.
2: <laughs> oh God, yes. How do we not talk about the Queen of Hearts? Oh man, let's put a right sombre tone on the end of this. Okay, guys. Well, let's put out
0: the candle in the wind, and we'll see you next time. It's a goodbye for me, Kevin. Me, Adam, and me, the ghost of Princess Diana. For fuck's sake! <laughs> Say goodbye properly, and me, Billy. I will see you next time on the Attitude Era podcast. I warned you! I warned you! (laughs) Hi, this is Kevin coming to you from Scatman's World uh, via
2: Cockmouth Lane. And it's me, Adam, Fat Man, Black Man, Brown Man, Scatman, Scatman's World. Did and, he actually say that? Uh, he says, Scatman, Fatman, Black and white and brown man. I t- don't see no colour Tell in me Scat about man. the colour of your soul. Oh, right? I see. If part of your solution isn't ending the pollution, then brother, I don't want to hear your stories told. I want to welcome you to Scatman's world. There's
1: no pollution Scatman's world, is there? Like? No, no.
2: have you not seen the video? It's all green It's, sky. Paradise. Wow. it's, it's green like, sky. It's like
1: it's like the Madonna Ray of Light video. Hello, this is Billy. Who would win a fight? Scatman John, or Scatman Carruthers? <laughs> <laughs>